Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This episode 233, The Fast and the Furious Lap 11. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode is brought to you by the Panasonic DVD S700 1080p upconverting DVD player that creates a smooth, high-resolution image. Shout out to Panasonic. Well, shout out to Panasonic and welcome to the new lap on Too Fast, Too Forever, our 11th time through these movies, Heist Lap. We are yeah. starting a whole lap of heist pit stops. After the break, we'll be joined by past guest, I guess former host on the network, because her show is no longer oh, around, but true. Jordan Pullen-Clark will be joining us to talk about the original movie. But first, Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, Rachel and I went to go see Morbius. Cool. I saw that too. Uh, what did you think? Did not like it. Uh, it was, was a really- movie was genuinely disappointed that Tyrese is on screen for like four minutes. He's he's not a star in that movie. Uh, obviously, I don't watch trailers, yeah. but I got the impression from the trailers and stuff that, that like, he was like second build. Like, yeah, that he would be on Morbius' tail or whatever, right? And it's him and Al Madrigal, who I love, yeah. formerly of The Daily Show and also just, you know, a bunch of his own stuff, whatever. I've met him IRL. Ooh, he fun. was very thankful that he did some work for a podcast network that I was that he was part of. They're like the best part of the movie, and they're on screen like literally not at all. So I, I don't know. It felt like it simultaneously went way too fast and way too slow. Like I felt like I was watching the second movie in a series that wasn't the second movie in a series. I can see that. Did you see the? Did you see Venom two or not yet? No, I have not. So what's nice about both this and Venom two is that they're both like an hour forty five, which and is it's just like great. We talk about this them all the time. against one villain. Yeah, yes, it's just like okay, this is it, and it's like okay, cool. Like this is how it used to be, but it's also like there's nothing about Morbius that is new, and it's simultaneously like a backstory movie, but also not. So like that's what it was. Like if it's like just full backstory and there's like actually like no real villain, it might have worked better, but there is a villain. And it is a backstory movie, but then in an hour 40, you're like, oh, you didn't explain anything. Yeah. I mean, it was a movie. So we saw it. I would wait till it comes out on HBO Max or whatever. Wouldn't rush the theaters for that one. The reviews that everybody just shredded it. We I don't usually like that, but at the same time, it was like, probably don't need to see this. I don't think, again, it's one of those things where people are like, this is the worst movie. It's, it's not no, the worst movie of all no, time. It's no. just, It's just, there's nothing here that's new. And so, you know, especially when... Marvel and also DC have raised the bar enough to yeah. like, that you're expecting something just to have this just be like, okay. And also like, at the same time, you're like, okay, so I know that Jared Leto is going to come more, he's going to become like the anti-hero. Yeah. And I don't know anything about anything, but I know that the guy from Doctor Who is going to be the villain. Because like, just like, who else is going to be the villain, right? And so yeah. there's not a surprise there. I don't know. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> yep. Moving along, then... um. I just had a pretty relaxing weekend, watched a bunch of college basketball, um, had a fun weekend doing that, and other than that, I have some fun plans for this weekend, so I'm excited about that. I told you about that, but I will wait to break it down next time. What have you done, brother, besides this? Oh, thank you. Joey uh, recommended today that I buy tickets for Doctor Strange, so I will see that. Oh, God, that was such a miserable experience this morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, 
um, also, I'm actually really stoked for Doctor Strange. I think that personally, Doctor Strange is my favorite part of the Marvel Universe, like the Doctor Strange movies. Just personal preference. Like, I don't think it's the best, but it's, like, my favorite. I thought, like, the first one was, like, a combination of, like, The Matrix and Inception and, like, all sorts of stuff. And I was just like, this is amazing. I don't know what I'm watching on TV, but whatever I just saw, they just drove up the same street as The Fast and the Furious. Whoa, okay. Let Interesting. Me see. Yeah, he has a Lambo. Oh, it's Pretty Woman. Okay, yeah, that's California. That's Los Angeles. Yeah, right. it looked like he just drove up the same road that Brian drives up. I mean, granted, you know, a lot of it looks the same. Sorry, it would just changed from SVU to that, and I saw the road, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? So Very exciting. Yeah, go ahead. So Doctor Strange was a co- good combination of... Oh, the Wachowski stuff and Inception and just, like, ideas, and it was just very cool. So I like him yeah. and all the things. I like Cumberbatch as an actor. I yep. love Rachel McAdams. Yep. So I just, yeah, give me more. And this is also, like, continuing the uh, Spider-Man multiverse kind of thing, right? So Yeah. And, I, like, I like that the character is, like, a doctor and then, like, kind of becomes a wizard, right? Like, yeah. that's a cool yeah. touch. He doesn't, like, isn't born with powers. And he, like, kind of, like, works to get them. Cool backstory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What have you been up to? Sorry to derail this. No, that's fine. I've been playing a ton of Elden Ring. I am, like, mm, deep nice. into Elden Ring. So uh, I've been texting with Duke. I think Duke and I are getting some beers on Friday. So I'm sure we're going to all we're going to talk about is uh, Elden Ring. Because he, he's further than I am. But, like, I have been putting in hours, especially this past weekend. I'm just like, man, I am game's great i mean i know that i know that we've talked about it we don't need to say that a game's great but like the game's great it's uh, it's unbelievable how good the game is so that's kind of cool uh, good check out elden ring if you have not yet 1999 the podcast the first episode is out we're not talking about a movie we talk about we talk with brian raftery the author of a book about the year Ooh, about 1999 best film year ever so check that out if you have not yet john does all the work on that which i'm very thankful for and i think the first episode is really good so cool um, check that out that is anywhere you get podcasts. That's every other Monday. So the next episode what's will be your, out the 18th. What's what's going to be your first movie? The Matrix? The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So the way that – it's kind of funny Good on the guess. Matrix episode because we recorded that one first and John was like, here's the release. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know this is how we're doing it. But we're, we're just chunking it up in groups of nine. Like John was like, we're going to do – let's like pick what? ten movies that are like the most important things or whatever. Just like basically seasons of ten movies. And we had nine – and he's like, he's like, we were trying to figure out a tenth, and I'm getting a couple different options. He's like, I don't think any of these are as important. I'm like, well, we got 1999, we got three nines in the title. Why don't we just do a group of nine? He's like, all right. So we're doing like kind of like seasons of nine, and just through no like it's later we might do like kind of genre y stuff, but these are just okay. like the nine sort of biggest movies of the year. Yeah. To start off like importantly, and so every other Monday. But the way what I what I did not know until we started recording is that we're releasing each season as the movies were released so each of the nine go, will go in chronological order. order yes okay okay but they might all be like november for instance you know what i mean like they, if they all come out in the same time of the year like that's whatever but like yeah. the matrix i think was like march of 99 so that's the first one we're doing i don't i honestly don't know the second one because like, we're, we're sort of recording out of order based on how guests can record but i know the first one on the 18th is going to be the matrix so check that one out in a couple weeks or in a week when this episode hits the main feed I finished Pam and Tommy, which was okay. Did you guys watch that? Did you, you didn't watch it. We talked about that briefly on a thing we that watched, we record that'll be out later, but... We watched an episode or two one night, and it was, like, decent, but not great. We saw them, like, constructing his bed and firing everyone type situation, and then we were, like, it just kind of fell to the wayside. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything to keep us enough to just be like, okay, like, we're fucking stoked, you know? 
Yeah, the bummer of it all is just that, like, Pam, like, the whole show is about, like, sort of, like, bodily autonomy or whatever, and, you know, being like, oh, can you believe that, like, this stuff that, like, happened to Pam, like, you know, people don't care or whatever and all that stuff, but, like, the real Pam Anderson didn't, like, consent, like, she didn't, like, bless the show, so it's, like, it's weird that, like, you're making a show defending Pam when Pam doesn't want to have the show exist. So like watching with that in mind, it's just, is she like kind of weird. negative about it or was she just like, I didn't condone this. Like it just like exists. I don't know that she's her. really spoken out about it. I know her friends have spoken out about it. Oh, and, like, you know, okay. the, the show paints her as like this wallflower. Like she just like lets things happen to her and they're like, that's not what the real Pam's like. So I don't know. It's just, it's strange. That is very, yeah. And like for the basis to be like, she didn't want this to happen. Yes. Is very weird. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I think show-wise, we've been like, dude, super into, I'm sure you're going to talk about it soon, Severance. And Severance just got renewed today for season two. Which I is very saw your tweet, and I'm really mm-hmm. hype on it. Finale on Friday. I think next I think next week we can do another one of those like sort of spoiler chats about it, because we'll, we'll see the finale this weekend. Oh, And we cool. can sort of briefly do a spoiler segment next week. Oh, that, that would be fun. I would like that. Um, yeah, and it's like, it's a slow burn in an interesting way, right? Like you're yeah. just unwrapping it very, very, very slowly, which I kind of like. So uh, I finished the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I watched the reboot, which I did not love, but it was not as bad as I thought it could be. Okay. But the next franchise of that show I'm following, the podcast that I'm following along is covering is the Alien movies. So I'm looking forward to that. The So tonight, after we're done, I'm going to watch Alien, the original 1979 Ooh, Alien, which I'm very excited about. Fun, 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 fun. Bob and I finished Dope Sick, which is about the opioid epidemic on Hulu, which is really good, but also just a real heavy downer. Um, so if you're looking for... Is it like, like it's, it's documentary or is it like drama? No, it's it's a drama. It's starring Michael uh. Keaton and Caitlin Deaver. Um, so Pittsburgh's The Pride of Pittsburgh, Michael Keaton. Yes, Pittsburgh's Batman. It's good. I, I just like, you know, Caitlin Deaver was in a show last year called, or maybe two years ago now, called Unbelievable, which was where she was uh, sexually assaulted or raped. And, you know, it was just like a kind of like a police procedural and obviously like about a heavy thing too but like that i found was like more like a nice balance of like boy this is super heavy but also like there's like a kind of a genre element that makes it like it, it almost helps the medicine go down smoother which I'm, is maybe a bad metaphor to talk about like opioids but yeah. like <laughs> this is just like it's just heavy man it's just dark so really i because i thought it like i now that you say that i remember seeing some kind of like mini previews and like the piece that i got together was like it felt like Michael Keaton is kind of in like the business, like what the pharma company. No, he's a small town doctor. Uh, okay, but like it's, is, I thought that it there was going to be the pharma. There's the pharma side of it too, which like with Will Will Poulter, who's from Midsummer, and a bunch of stuff. Like he plays like a salesman, and there's also like the the board people at the company that like uh, makes all the profits on it. So like I thought, yeah, I, I thought know. the show was going to focus on like the, how they fucked it from the top down, not about people that are actually. Addicted no, it's, to it's like, it's literally all angles. It's, it's addicts okay. and it's doctors and it's salespeople. Okay. And it's like the FDA people like going after it. And like these independent people. So like it really covers it from all angles. It's just, it's, it's heavy. It's, you know, it's, and also like, there's also the added element of just like being like, innately furious that these people are making billions and billions of dollars on, and like celebrating know, it and like yes. people are dying and shit yep which is fun. like oh my god we we just developed a bigger pill we're gonna make more profits and we're gonna keep these junkies hooked basically they're not, they're not using the word junkie but you know what i mean it's just like it's terrible it's absolutely terrible oh yeah it was really fucked the whole situation like did they go into like the whole like um pill farms in florida and shit like that yeah yeah mm-hmm and I think that's it. Oh, and then Bob and I started Minx on HBO Max, which is a show in the set in the 70s where it's the first a show about a magazine publisher of like uh, 
pornography for women, kind of, but it's this woman Ooh. who tries to make, she's wanting to make, like, serious journalism, but it's also, it's guys within, like, basically uh, Playgirl, kind of, but it's a magazine called Minx, um, but it stars this woman who's, like, never been in anything, but also Jake Johnson from New Girl, who's awesome, so uh, that show's not great yet, but, um, you know, it's fun. It goes down easy. It's half an hour. It's, you know, an easy watch. A lot of dicks, because HBO is all about, you know, male nudity, so a lot of dicks. Yeah, exactly. As HBO, you know, par for the course with them. But wiener, wiener, wiener. But that's it. You know, all I all I've been play, doing basically is playing Elden Ring and reading this thousand page book that Bob and I are getting through. So yeah, you know, have fun. That'll be out on Lotto Pod in about a month or so. But yeah, we have a Patreon page on the show. Too fast, too forever dot com. Shout out to. Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of Ooh. High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, West Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, D. Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. By the Thank way, you Jason's... all for the $25 level or above. Yes, Jason, I was about to say, Jason's tweet was amazing. Yeah. It was really, really cute. Glad you got the DVD, Jason. Joey did all the work, obviously, but uh, it was awesome to see, and that's hilarious that you're displaying your autographed copy <laughs> of Too Fast, Too Fr- Signed, signed copy. Signed by me, an autographed copy of Too Fast, Too Furious that Jason got for free because he signed it during the pledge drive, sort of unknowingly because he's catching up on the podcast, so... Just a happy coincidence. Remember, I think we talked about it here that he was confused. Like, do I have to do anything? We're like, nope, you're no. just getting the bonus thing. So, exactly. Yeah. Hilarious. So, shout out to Jason for that. But shout out to everybody for the supporting of the $5 a month level or above. If you have not gotten your pick in for this year, uh, do that now for laps 11 and 12. You know what the uh, patrons all know what lap 12's theme is. Yes. So, get those in if you have not yet. We also have an email address family at cageclub.me. And Joe, you know, we gave him shit on last episode, but Wes sent an email, lap 10, relap, recap, and rankings. What up, fam? Well, that's right on time. Continue. He Thanks, says, Wes. I can't believe lap 10's already wrapping up. The, the lap legitimately seemed to fly by. Anyway, you're recording today, so I want to make sure this makes it in time for the relap <laughs> recap. And if it doesn't, I just want everyone to know it's definitely not my fault. <laughs> Good play. I like that. Yeah, I mean, he just kept forgetting. It was fine. But I'm just like, no, he's like, can I send it right now? I'm like, we're like at the end of the episode. Like, if I had remembered earlier, yes. But, like, we were doing our rankings, so. And all the bullshit. Here's yeah, Wes's thing. So he okay. says, I want to send in two things. Okay. First, I want to figure out, I give my updated rankings since it's been a while. I have no idea what my last rankings were, so I'll be curious to hear if they changed at all. I'm with Joe on the idea that the franchise is easy to break in thirds, but within those thirds, it can be hard to nail down an yep. order. Yes. So he has... 10, he, he orders them 1 through 10. Do you want me to read them 1 through 10, or do you want me to read them 10 through 1? What's more interesting to you? Uh, 1 through 10, go down. Okay, number 1, Fast 5. Okay. Fast 5 was number 3 last time for Wes, so Fast 5, jumping just like yours, jumped up from 3 to 1. Awesome. Says the top 3 are a struggle, but objectively this is the best movie. It represents the peak of the family. Ramsey isn't there, which is a shame, but Leo and Santos are, which makes us a better crew than 6. Yeah. Then number two, he has the OG, which was his number two. He says, nostalgia carries this one for me every time. Every time. Every single time. Number three, Tokyo Drift, which went from one to three. I've been, I've probably spent the most time thinking about this movie, and every frame's enjoyable, even if it's not a technically better movie, even if it's not technically a better movie than F5. Plus, my boy Han really shines here. Of course, I agree. 
So I think you have the same top three as him of one, three, and five. He has one. He has five, one, three. Yeah. Yeah, he has five, one, three, and you have five, three, one. Yeah. And and any given day, those three could yes. flip for me. So I which get I think it. is what he's saying too about yep. the, the breaking the thirds, right? Yep. Number four, F nine, which was previously unranked. Yeah, F nine's good, man. I I really enjoy it, and like now that we have, we're not watching it every other week. Yeah. It's really enjoyable. He says, I haven't seen it in a while, but to be honest, I'm a sucker for the backstory and mythology of the series. The fan service worked on me. Number five, Fast and Furious 6. F6 takes... Oh, where is this? Hold on. Wes previously had six at number five. So it's still at number five. So something else went down. But... Says this takes the next spot because it's like five, but not quite as good. It features some excellent set pieces and the bridge jump when Dom catches Letty got the biggest reaction of, at our Fast and Furious marathon, which is a peak memory for me. Awesome. I love it. It's a good memory. Number six is Furious Seven, which goes down two spots. It was number four. The more I think about it, the more of a mess this movie is, but the emotion brings it way up, which I think is like our verdict on this as well, right? So I think, yeah, that's kind of where we've gotten with it. It probably would have been on the level with eight if we hadn't lost Paul, but they handled it so beautifully that it's kind of all you can think about for a while. Although I think, like we said, if we didn't lose Paul, it would have been a different movie altogether, right? So, like, who knows? Yeah, so we can't like, – I get that, yeah. Like, we can't, like, super judge it because, like, I, you're right. I think it would be a, literally a completely different movie. Yep. Number seven, Fast and Furious, which was number seven before. People like to hate on it because it's so dark and self-serious, but I kind of like that. I like seeing the evolution of the characters from the first film, and this is the this is the movie that shifts the tone of the franchise and establishes the beginning of the family we have now. Agreed. Number eight, Too Fast, which was number nine, so it went up essentially two. It was last, now it's up to eight. It's very silly, very over the top, and honestly could be skipped, and you wouldn't really miss it because you get everything you need to know about Tej and Roman in five, but I still love it. You can tell everyone was having a great time on set, and it's just ridiculous. I agree. I But, you know, you also have to deal with, like, them, which is, with no facts, my thoughts that they're probably, like, really hungover and flub and a bunch of lines and have to ADR a bunch of shit, so. Very maybe. Very maybe. Number nine is Fate, which was his next to last before still. This one was tough. It might come above two depending on the day, but I'm just picking one movie. If, if if I'm just picking one to watch, I'd watch two before eight because it's shorter and a bit more of a contained story. The Dom turns against the family plot was the next logical step, but we also knew it would never be believable. There are still some fun action set pieces, though, and I don't hate that they named the baby Ryan. And then number 10, if you've been doing the math, Hobbs and Shaw, which used to be his Last. number six and fell all the way to 10. I like this movie. It's very fun. The action scenes are good. And I like having Statham separate from the rest of the family so I don't have to try to ignore my feelings of guilt for liking him. But it's so low now because when we watched at the end of our 21 and a half hour marathon, fate felt more cohesive than it had before. And this one felt incredibly disconnected. And I just wanted more Dom and family stuff. Plus, it's long. I I disagree with that. I, I know it's longer, but it's still, like, it literally credits roll at two hours. So, it's just, there's 15 minutes of credits and scenes, which makes, which extends it. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The handful of us who had lasted the whole marathon were literally standing through the very long ending so we wouldn't fall asleep. Yeah, I can see that. Also, I have other, I've always thought their quips back and forth are just okay, and those exchanges go on too long. 
I like Hobbs and Shaw. Last time we rewatched it, I found it very, very, very enjoyable. Um, but I get that maybe if, like, you're tying the memory to watching it at the very end of all of the movies, you'd be like, oh, God. It's kind of like the feeling we had with Nine when we were just, like, rewatching it all over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So uh, that one I disagree with, Wes. I like Hobbs and Shaw. It's a blast. And I don't think it's – comparatively, it's not, like, super-duper long like you were saying, right? Like, it's long, but, like – they're all fucking Well, especially like, if you think about Fate and Nine, the director's versions of the extended cuts being two and a half hours, this is significantly shorter. It's just, there's less going on. It's definitely more laid back and whatever. Yeah, and the fun fact, the, the, that leads into like, you know, as I always say, like, I think it's very, very fun. So the fun factor is huge for me. He says, the second thing I want to give you my rankings on are the list of spinoff projects, both real and imagined, in order of how much I want to see them. Oh, this is fun. Okay. So number one, Hanna Giselle spy thriller set between five and six could be a film or a limited series like the MCU. Yep. Which I think that's our number one as well. Yep. Number two, a Letty and Mia-led film with V and Cam from Crossroads. We talk about that a lot as well. I agree. That's awesome. Number three, I don't think we've talked about this, but a Ramsey, Tej, and Roman series. No, we we, we have. We've mentioned it. I think it would be fun. I think it should be like a wacky hijinks uh, sitcom where they're both trying to vie for her attention and love but like 80s love triangle type situation sitcom is what i imagine in my head it being like oh those two boys you know what i mean type situation yeah do you think that that kind of show would could be made today or no because it feels kind of dated in that regard i feel like it's dated in that regard but if it's from ramsey's perspective and she's kind of in control then I think you could make it. It would. It wouldn't play like exactly the same way like I'm imagining. But I'm saying like that's kind of the skeleton of what I'm imagining. Okay. Get what Fair I'm enough. saying? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like they're like oh like you know sexually harassing Ramsey all the time and everybody's like ha like not that but but like if both of them are there and she's kind of dr- the driving thing. I never watched New Girl, but I kind of imagine like, was that kind of a situation or something? No, because they're not all relentlessly hitting on her. They are, they are all, like, there's a will they, won't they with Jake Johnson, but the other ones are never, there's no sexual chemistry with any of them and Jess. Okay, okay. Like, she has other boyfriends and there's just the one guy is just like, oh, they, they really should get together. But other other people, like, there's one that's coupled up from the entire, from the beginning, one who just kind of, like, has, finds someone later in the series and then... The other is kind of like a, a sort of a wild card. But yeah, no, if if it was just three dudes hitting on her the entire time, like that would be, oof. Right. Be rough. Yeah. Number four, a CW style teen drama with the flashback actors from Nine filling in the story of Dom's rise to power in the L.A. racing scene. This sounds fun, but also sounds brutal for me to actually watch through. It sounds like the Morbius of TV shows. Yeah, I can see that. I think I think it could be fun. I don't know. It would be it would go down easier than Spy Racers. I mean, well, Spy Racer's just a fever dream, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's arguable if it will go down easier, because I feel like I'm being hypnotized every time I watch Spy Racer. <laughs> then number five, a 60s or 70s-style heist or crime film. Ooh, so thematic. Starring the Shaw family, where we find out Michael Caine as Papa Shaw. I know, canonically, the Shaw kids would have grown up probably in the 80s, but I want something in style similar to the original Italian job. Excellent choice. I really like this, and we don't give a fuck about what decade things are in. We've learned that from Nine, so I'm with you. Give me that, and Michael Caine is the perfect Shaw dad, and he could be like a shitbag dad. He, he can be fucking Rocky Johnson, the, the sole man himself, essentially, of the dads in TV and movies, but I would take either or. 
Yeah, for sure. He says, that's it for this week. Can't wait to hear who you have lined up for lap 11 and what the lap theme will be, because just like Joe, I don't remember until next time. Stay furious, <laughs> Wes. If you're out there, you want to send an email, if you want to send in your rankings or thoughts about the heist movies or whatever, family at cageclub.me. We'll read it on the next episode. Yes. Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. Oh, well, also we have a, speaking of patrons, we have a bonus episode out with Mark Hoffmeyer about Four Brothers. I meant to mention that earlier. Which is Very a fucking fun episode. blast. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys know if you listen to the previous Mark episode that was on this, on the previous lap, it's a lot of that. It's just big chaos energy in a beautiful way. Yeah. But Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. What have you seen in the last week? Uh, that Tyrese is not actually in Morbius. That's what I've seen Very true. last week. Yeah. Very true. There was something we read. Again, you'll you'll know what we recorded yesterday later this lap, but we were, we found out news yesterday as we recorded that Jason Momoa is shooting scenes with both Charlize and Vin, which, of course, like that just makes sense. Like, of course, they were going to, right? Yeah. Um, she, F10 shaping up to be a, you know, good movie with Momoa in there shooting scenes with the villain and the hero. So pretty exciting stuff. Yes, I get that that's news, but, like, did we think Jason Momoa is going to, like, rock it no, and just exactly. not be in the, the... Yeah. But I don't think there's anything else that's happened. You know, Screen Rant, I don't know if they're upping their game in terms of content or Jason's just sending what he sees, but, like, it seems like there's more out there about it, but I don't know. But we're getting to, like, the, you know, recording parts and stuff like that. Like, we're going to actually start getting some news, maybe a picture, right. place that they're shooting at, blah, 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 blah. We're going to get this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all the news that I've seen so far. So if you have news, you can just you know put it on Twitter at Too Fast Too Forever or email us family at cageclub.me. We'll talk about it next time. Joe, is Dwayne Johnson in F10? No. But he was, once again, four for four this season. Wow, unbelievable. But he's in Young Rock again. Can you believe he's been in all four episodes of Young Rock? <laughs> yes, I, I have. Um, I definitely, definitely can because this seems like this is just, again, his half memoir half plan to like convince people that he should actually should be president and also like the irony here this is episode four in the dark and what we talked about last week with him you know preparing to reply to this tweet from sean Aston, whatever yeah you're a jabroni like, not only would it never have happened that he would have replied like that but the fact that they go back and forth like a dozen times and then even more maybe that like the news report won't talk about like there's no way that would have happened both from The Rock as The Rock or also as a presidential candidate or just a celebrity with, like, an entourage the size he has. I'm like, this is, for a show that's, like, you know, sort of a fantastical retelling of his life, it's pretty grounded. I'm like, this just, I don't buy this at all. Yeah, th- this felt like, you know, part of the dramatization. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with the story because, like, now we, like, got a piece of it, but then we don't really get a piece of it this time. You're right, though. But also, I thought that, you know, that no presidential candidate or president would ever have, you know, untethered access to social media to just say whatever wild shit they wanted to. And I've been proven wrong before. So that's true. That's true. In that sense, I don't find it that unbelievable. I find it unbelievable The Rock would do this. He, yeah. he seems too poised. They should have pitched this that he was all hopped up on fucking Terramana tequila pounding mm. shots and, like, let it rip. You know well, what no, I mean? Well, no, because I think that he wouldn't want that because he doesn't want Terramana Tequila to be associated with negative actions and negative memories and stuff like I that, agree. right? I but, agree, but for story in the show, sure. it would have been funnier if he was like, yeah, I'm just, like, crushing, you know, 
Terramon and Tequila, 75 eight, year, eight, or whatever, age, year, based on how far the show is, right? Like, this is like 20 year, because that's where they are from when he started it. And right. and he would be like, I was drinking that and got a little carried away with my cheap meal and called him a jabroni. And you're like, okay, yeah. that makes sense. But you're right. He doesn't want it to be like, drink Terramon and Tequila and say wild shit on Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. This is an episode largely or entirely about middle Dewey, like high school Dewey in Nashville. Yes. Because he moves there. With his and, dad. Yeah, mom shows up and is not thrilled with the fact that, like, Rocky basically abandoned him and, you know, given him a piece of her mind. And it was a good. We haven't really had a ton of, like, we've had, I think this is the, the, this is the first episode where we've had really fully high school Dewey. Like, the first episode had all three, but this is the first in the season with, with this Dewey, right? Ooh. I think. Yeah, we had younger... Because episode two was a Stampeders episode. Yeah, And then last week was him meeting Sean Astin as, like, like the young Dewey. So I think this is our first high school one. I think you might be right, since, like, the Christmas episode. Yeah, I think you might be right. Well, in in the premiere, they had all all three. Yes. Okay. Well, we, we, we might have only seen him move to Nashville... Like just like setting that story up, I think this like this is a, definitely a deeper dive into this this age character than we've had in a while. Yeah, and I kind of did like this episode a lot. You know, as you get older and you deal with parents, you see them in a completely different light. So it was cool to see his perspective of like he's realizing his, realizing his dad did some shitty things, but he like still loved his dad, and he knows that his dad wasn't like intentionally a shitbag. Like, Mm -hmm. in his own head, he was doing good. And I think this is something you start to realize as you get older. And that's, like, like something that I've personally, like, come to grips with. Like, you guys thought you were doing the best you could. And, like, that's fair. Like, you weren't, like, intentionally being weird or, like, doing something wrong. It's just, like, you just learn and you grow. And, like, as a person, I feel the same way. So, yeah, that the episode kind of hit, like, weird like that for me. Because like, there's, there's the scene where, you know, the whole thing is, like, the, the living situation is not both what they want, but also, like, what they've told the mom. Yes. And at one point, Rocky brings Dwayne to, like, this, like, million-dollar mansion right in Nashville. He's like, you know, the reason we don't have a house is because we I can't have this kind of house, and this is what I want. And Randall Park's like, do you believe that? He's like, I believe, like, that's what he believed. Like, it was yep. never realistic, but, like, I believe that. So I think that's spot on. Yeah, I agree. Like, he... He did. He like he was trying to do his best. I mean, also he's running a gimmick all the time, but like he was trying to do his best and like, you know, lying to his mom about the stuff. The idea that what? Okay, again, was the Rock just like a fucking kleptomaniac in high school? Apparently, I guess he just like steals well, everything. I, th- I think this time. I mean, so I think there's a difference between like not having money and then not having money. Like I think in Hawaii, like he, you know. He was just like he he could get by here. His dad's like, "Hey man, you're on your own." So like he spends all this money, like the walking around money on like this. No, but remember you know, he stole all the hat. when they were in like Pennsylvania too. He stole all the clothes and was wearing the. Jeans. I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know that. Like I'm just saying that, like I think they're just poor here. I think and he's, he's stealing. stealing. I think he's stealing to actually literally to eat, even though he's just dumb about what he spends his money on. No, he was stealing the hats and shit in this episode. These oh, he stole the hats too. Yeah, that's why he was ripping the price tags off that, like, he, like, got a cowboy, like, he, like, walks into the cowboy hat store, rips the price tag off, puts it on, they're like, that's a lady's hat, and he goes back and, like, rips the price tag off a man's one and puts it on and walks out. Somehow I got the impression, because his dad does give him money, and I got the impression that he bought the hat, but then was stealing the food at the grocery store, where the woman hits on him, he's like, I'm 15. No, he's just stealing everything. 
Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. My favorite part of this episode, though, was in modern day when they're, like, setting up, like, him going out to the bar with his, you know, with the manager. And he's like, you know, I'm in a new town. We went out. We had some fun. And he's like, Randall, you have any fun? And Randall's like, yeah, man, I have lots of fun. He's like, you know, watch a movie, eat some candy. I'm like, that sounds good. Like, I know that they're making a joke, but, like, that sounds nice. Like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm down with movie and candy. Movie and candy is, like, top-tier night for me. That's probably, you like, know. one of the greatest things that can happen. Some booze, some a movie, some candy. It's, like, pretty much what I do every night. I know they're making it as a, as a punchline, but it's also, like, it's, like, a nice night. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. I understand. Go out, experience a town, go, see, go to a club, whatever, go to a bar, see some music or whatever. But also... Candy and movies. Top tier. Yeah. Any other thoughts about this episode? I, I it was it was a decent one. Wasn't awful. Um, I like it. I'm excited to uh see where it keeps going. I'm still fine with it. So the last thing to do before we take a break and talk about the fast and the furious is the too fast, too furious minute. Minute fifty six, a minute I called the hired help. Serious, bro. Look at that girl on the swing right there, dog. You guys, it's something right. Bro never socializes with hired help. And what's that make you? Where's he at? He's on his way. You and Verone don't go everywhere together? What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. Huh. I'm gonna go take a piss. You go do that. What is his deal? He doesn't trust people to carry badges. So you talk like you know. Yeah. I'd been a cop about two months when Roman was busted in a garage raid. He had eight sets of wheels in his possession. Each and every one of them were hot. So you busted him? No, I didn't even know what was going down. But uh, that doesn't really matter, though. Basically, once I became a cop, Roman started seeing me as a friend that became the enemy. So in this minute, as Brian and Roman continue to admire their surroundings at the Pearl, Monica Fuentes arrives to say that Carter is on his way. Roman and Monica have an icy standoff before Roman leaves for the bathroom. Brian explains to Monica his history with Roman. Shortly after Brian became a cop, Roman got busted in a garage raid, and even though Brian wasn't involved, Roman lost faith in him. So it's a dialogue-heavy minute. There's been there's more dialogue in this than there has been in a while, yeah. which is nice. Uh, a lot of Roman and Brian and, like, character backstory, which is nice, but... In terms of things that you're looking for, there's not a lot going on here, but what did you find? Is there anything of note you found in the Pearl Minute 2? I did. I found something that I think is very cool, which is I found a very, I get it's not the same, but I found a very similar plastic bubble hanging chair. It looks pretty close. Do you have so it's out of stock right now. Do you have any sense of what this would cost? No, I was hoping that. Oh, in green, $1,280. That sounds about right. I can, you could have told me this thing was 60 bucks or $1,200, and I would have believed both. This is one of those sure. items that's like, yep, that's what it costs. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this when we watched the movie, because I think I noticed this before. It didn't seem brand new, but I still love that as Monica and Brian are walking by, like walking through the club, Monica like spins one of these, like, get out of my way. Just like, she puts her hand on one and just spins it out of her way. I'm like, that's so like, it's passive aggressive in a way that's like understandable, but it's also great. I love it. I absolutely agree. So I thought that was really cool. I wanted to try to find what kind of lights they have, like on top of those pillars, like the club lights, but I couldn't read anything behind them. Um, If I get a better shot, I'll try to find the lights. That was the other thing I was looking for, but I was very proud of myself that I found the plastic bubble hanging chair. The, The thing that's 
the chair itself, like the plastic part, looks like it's the same, but they had like a different um, padding situation going on inside, which I'm assuming like when we buy these, we can just replace them with ones that are more like what was in the movie. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. I think you should put them on your porch. <laughs> I think next minute we're going to you know head upstairs with Carter, so there'll be new stuff for you to see, and maybe we'll get like you know some lighter or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, so that was my cool finding of this time. If you want to order one from Overstock.com, you can for $1,200, apparently. The the thing I couldn't get over in this minute, and we talked about it like last minute too, I think, was how they're all dancing in the background. All the extras are dancing, and there's no music playing because that's not how you shoot a movie. And so just like there's – they're not really grinding on one another, but there's a couple different couples who are like doing like sexy dance, right? Like Like sort of like legs interlocked with one another and just sort of like – rhythmically like dancing or whatever yes but i'm like that's it seems cool but also like if you do that oh boy like six hours hours and hours yeah like that seems miserable yeah they probably had to like ice down their hammies afterwards you know like that would be like a lot mark Wahlberg getting off the toilet and four brothers yeah exactly a lot of mineral ice a lot of ben gay something going on after this this shoot as an extra I know that there are there are a good number of dudes in this club, but especially who like is featured as Monica walks by, it's mostly women. It's mostly attractive women, and like obviously that makes sense. But it's just like I don't know that you know maybe and I'm not very I'm not one for the the club scene really. I'm more of the movie and candy scene. But like I can't imagine the clubs are like this overwhelmingly women because like if if dudes knew that like a club was like eighty percent women, that's where they would be, and then it would no longer be eighty percent women. Yeah, I think it kind of happens in cycles like that. Like, at least in my experience when I was, like, of where going out sounded like a good idea, there was, like, places like Pearl Champagne Lounge that would exist that, like, girls would go to because guys wouldn't really go to it because it's a, it's a champagne lounge. And then, like, you would get, like, some dudes and you got, like, a good, like, maybe two to three week lifespan there that it's just, like, awesome. And then it's all dudes at the champagne lounge, and you look around, and you're like, why are we all here? Yeah, that's fair. So maybe they just got it on, like, the the beginning of it, right? Like, nice upswing. There were a few nice character moments, I think, here. There's the, like, Monica sighs. So Roman says to Fuentes, you and Verone don't go everywhere together. And Monica goes, what's that supposed to mean? And then, like, sighs. And then Roman scoffs before he, like, storms off and, like... Those two noises they make, I think, are both good. Like, I think that they're both nice little, like, tired of one another in different ways. Like, yes. Mark's just like, come on, man. And she's like, and he and he's like, I hate this woman. I hate, co- I hate all cops. I don't have time for it. I hate all cops, and she doesn't think that I'm hot. So, like, I'm over it. Right. But what I do love is that as, you know, Roman not exactly making Brian look good here, this guy he brings in, whatever, right? But what I what I think is kind of funny is that as he's walking away, as Brian's walking away with Monica and explaining Roman, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes ago in the movie or whatever, like when they're wrestling in the desert and you still fight like shit, you still fight like that, like, you know, this movie did not start with Roman and Brian on good, good terms, terms, right? Yep. yep. But here, because he's um, you know, mended fences with Brian, with Roman, Brian is like smiling as he's explaining, like, you know, he doesn't trust people who carry badges or whatever. He's just like, that's just Roman. It's just Roman being Roman. And again, half an hour ago, whatever, totally different story. But here he's just like, yeah, man, it's just Roman. What are you going to do? Yeah, they're buds. Like, it, it feels genuine. He's kind of like covering for his brother a little bit. I get it. That's cool. But, you know, like now that they've rekindled it, you know, you're going to stick up for him like, 
you know, he might not be your cup of tea, but he's not a bad guy. He's just mad at you because, you know, you have a badge and, like, that's just how it works. And, like, he'll come around. You know what I mean? Type situation. So. Yep. Yep. And the only other thing that I have is that I think this, this minute ends in a really nice way. Like, it's still mid-conversation, but Brian saying Roman started seeing me as a friend admit that once I became a cop, Roman started seeing me as a friend that became the enemy. It's just like, oof. I need, I need a week to process that line. So we'll be come back in a week for, for minute 57. But just like a nice, like, it doesn't stop midline. It doesn't stop, like, in a weird, like, in, in the middle of a, com- like, whatever. Just like, this is what happened to Roman. Oof. Right? So. Yes. I have something to talk to you about in this minute. Yeah, go for it. Because I peeked down, and I'm going to talk about it now before we get to the question. Are, are we almost there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was watching this minute, I didn't, I, you know, I tried to avert seeing your question to not influence what I'm thinking about while I'm trying to make a question too. But um, there's not a lot of in this minute, so I was like, oh, you know, I'll take a peek. Like, after I watch a couple times, I'm like, I'll take a peek, see what you're thinking about. When I was watching this minute, the quote is... Let me see here. Yeah, I'd been about a cop about two months when Roman was busted in a garage raid. He had eight sets of wheels in his possession. Each and every one of them were hot. When I heard that, in my brain, I thought that he was talking literally about eight sets of wheels, not vehicles. Oh. As in, like, it's a garage raid. He had a garage. He had a bunch of stolen rims and tires, and they found that, not stolen cars. I When I hear set of wheels, I think car. I don't think a set of tires. And when I saw yours, I was like, now I'm confused. So which one do we actually think it is? I think that he knows that Monica's not like a quote-unquote car guy, right? Like, and I think set of wheels, I think colloquially means car, not actual set of wheels. Even though, you know, realistically, you're right that a set of wheels is a set of tires and rims. Yeah, I, I get that it's like, and it's like slang, but I'm thinking like, okay. But I think, if you think about like a car raid. Garage raid. A garage raid, a garage raid. Yeah. Do you think cops are going to bust him over just tires? Just eight sets of tires? Tires and rims are expensive, bro. But compared to a car? Not compared to a car, but like... I think if there's a raid, I think if there's like an organized, like, first movie raid where they're going to, like, bust Johnny Tran, right? Like, it's just like, this is the full force, the LAPD, whatever. I don't think they're doing it over tires. I think maybe they send it like a plainclothes officer down there or whatever. Like, I think it's just like a different story. I think like a raid, I think it's bigger, bigger stakes. But I mean, th- this kind of feels to me. Okay, now think about it like this. We know what happened in the last movie, right? We're coming off of one. Wouldn't it feel kind of right that like Johnny Tran and them were kind of like stealing parts and engine type situations, right? I think that we get the impression that Johnny has, like, a whole enterprise. Yes, that's fair. I don't think Roman, I don't think the Roman character that we know or the Roman that, like, he's describing here is sophisticated enough to, like, run, like, a criminal enterprise. I think he's just stealing a bunch of cars. Now, do you think, how long was Roman in jail for? Do we remember? How long did Roman spend in prison? He spent three years. You don't go to jail for three years for stealing tires. You don't go to jail for only three years for stealing eight cars either. Grand mm. Theft Auto, California. If charges with a felony Grand Theft Auto offense, the penalties are from 16 months to three years of jail time and a fine up to $10,000. There you go. I mean, granted, there was eight cases of it, but, you know, you have a decent lawyer. 
you know, you might combine it down to one. The, this enhanced penalty may include one additional year of jail time for vehicles worth more than 6500 two additional years of jail time for vehicles worth more than $200,000. But, like, you would get eight counts of this, right? But you could also, there's a couple different things here. You could, you could serve them simultaneously. You could also be sentenced to, like, seven to ten years and serve three. Yeah. Like, it doesn't say that Roman was sentenced to three years. It says that Roman spent three years in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if if, he, if it's like a group, you know, they might go not like le- more lenient on him because obviously he still gets prison time. But like, you know, you're saying, oh, and you're also if there was like six dudes that were doing this and yeah. he just got caught up in it, that they kind of are like, OK, you weren't like maybe the one stealing them. You were maybe just the right. one housing them or maybe the one chopping whatever. Exactly. I think. I don't know. Also, we have to factor in that Brian was a cop and found out afterwards. So he might have had some like uh Hey, that's my buddy. Like no, but he, they also say here in this minute that Brian was Brian was a cop for like two months. Like he doesn't have like a say. Like he has no pull at the thing. Oh, I've been a cop about true. two months when Roman was busted. So like it's just it's like not that it would, but it's almost like a you're like you're friends with this dirtbag. Like we're gonna like we have less faith in you now. Yeah, that's fair. But you're like eh, I know this guy from kids. Like nobody right blames yeah. you for like people you went to grade school with doing shitbag things, right? Like right, yeah. Yeah, so the trivia question, so I have two different things, and they're both about this distinction. So are you now, Did I have I done enough, like, vague? I think that after researching a little bit, seeing the, the penalty of the crime, I'm leaning more your way. I could see it go either way, but yeah, in California, sure, he probably did steal some cars. It just seems like a light penalty for eight cars and a heavy penalty for eight sets of wheels. I mean, so, okay, so the two trivia questions, we could we could, we, we could dodge, car pun, dodge this entire mm. thing here and just change what I say. So the questions that I have written down as they are right now is what was Roman busted for? Stolen cars. Yes. Or how many cars Roman had in his garage when he was busted? So I think if we want to play it safe, and also, if you're out there and you have, like, a sense of, like, which this is, email familycasegold.me. I don't think this is a uh, snap a speedo thing. I think this is just, like, a, is this colloquial or is this literal, right? Like, I think it's, there's a – but who knows? Yeah, and I think you – and I think that everybody might have an opinion on it. Or maybe I'm just, like, the lone wolf of just thinking that it might have been rims and tires for some reason. So I think if we want to split the difference and have either option be right – we can do the second one, and instead of saying how many cars did Roman have in his garage, we could say how many, quote, sets of wheels did Roman have in his garage when he was busted. I dislike that because we have so many numbers questions. I would rather do a more... You want like, to do the first question then? What was Roman busted for? Or do you want to do a different question altogether? Something that's more or similar does, to the first when, one. When Roman, or completely what? different, where does Roman go... After Monica shows up to get a drink, to hit on a girl, to go to the bathroom. Something like that, or maybe something more along the lines of, like, how many months was Brian a cop when Roman got busted, or something. That's another number thing, I know, I know. Fuck, I'm trying to think of something that's more like, what, what did Roman get busted for? And we can say sets of wheels, you know what I mean? Like, that was it. That was what my question was. It was like... What was Roman busted for that, like, sent him to prison? Was it, like, sets of wheels, like, a bunch of, like, and do, like, Motec exhausts, uh, a bunch of turbos, you know what I mean? Something along these lines, kind of. Mm. Get what I'm saying? I think that's getting too kind of, like, 
I think if we can't agree on what sets of wheels means, I think we should just avoid that altogether and do something either about like where Roman goes or what's surpri- what surprises Monica about, you know, the guys being at the club that Verone, the Verone never socializes with hired help or whatever. Like if, if we can't agree or if we don't feel comfortable saying sets of wheels means cars or tires or whatever, I think we just steal that or steer away from that altogether. Okay. Yeah, where does that? Then, then I would prefer the where does Roman go, whatever, right? When Monica shows up at the Pearl to talk to Brian and Roman, Roman leaves the conversation. Where does he say he's going? I need one Ooh. more answer here. To flirt to with the girl, a to get a drink, to get to the bathroom, or what? To get a pen, remember? To get okay. All right. So question number fifty nine from minute fifty six. When Monica shows up at the Pearl to talk to Brian and Roman, Roman leaves the conversation. Where does he say he's going? To flirt with a girl, to get a drink, to get a pen, or to go to the bathroom? And that is the answer, to go to the bathroom. Even though it says take a piss, but just, you know, to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Joe, let's take a break. Let's bring in Jordan to talk about the fast and the furious. Back to Too Fast Me Forever. This is Whoa. episode number 233, uh, lap 11. This episode is brought to you by Panasonic S700 DVD players that you can see clear signals, DVD movies, and other media at high speed. Shout out to Panasonic. Well, shout out to Panasonic and welcome back to Too Fast Too Forever. We, I think Joe hit the nas there on his uh, dialogue because he came in fast and furious on those words. But welcome back I feel to the like show. It was a it was a new lap, and we've done 233 of these. I just wanted to see what one felt like at full speed, and then I stumbled at the end. <laughs> Plus, we've done like you know 17 or 18 or something for the Patreon, so we're we're like over 250 all in all. So we're yeah. up there with us tonight. Back from lap two, our building a family lap. She was on to talk about Fast and Furious Six. We have with us once again to talk about this movie, Miss Jordan Pollen Clark. Hello, Jordan. Hello, thank you for having me. I've been holding in laughter since Joe came in hot at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked it and appreciated it. It was like we were at an auction. It was. It caught me off guard. It was very exciting. (laughs) Oh, actually, so hold on. I I do want to clarify. So you were on... So Jordan, you were on episode 17, Fast and Furious 6, lap 2. But but you, you have been on the podcast since then. Because one time you were driving somewhere, and this was pre-pandemic by about a week, and you were driving down south, and you were like, hey, I'm going to drive through your town. Do you want to – can I stop by? And you stopped by, like, while we were recording the episode for the F9 trailer reaction. Do you remember that? So you were, like, a surprise guest for, like, in the background of this podcast. Yeah, I remember – I don't remember being on the podcast, but I do remember being, like – oh, shit, I'm, like, driving past Joey's house right now. Like, I can't not stop there. So I do remember my, like, last-minute stopover 
You just came in and said hi, I think. Right. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a, a formal... Thing. I'm yes, also confusing yeah. things, because I know that you and I also recorded a, a combined voice message to Desiree, and so I don't remember what was <laughs> where, but I have you tagged on the on our site, on cageclub.me, slash tag, slash Jordan, if you want to go to the hierarchy, that Jordan, and I don't know why, but you're, you're, you're tagged in here, so you're in the episode somewhere. So if you want to hear what we thought about the F9 trailer back in January of 2020... Wow, we had no idea what was coming. We had no idea. No. Actually, like, by... Mm, I remember for my job, we knew about stuff in China early, and then we're like, mm, it's whatever, you know, we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, same. And like, then, I mean, like, we knew, but, like, we and we didn't know it was going to, because, what was it, like, the December of that year, China was, like, wrecked. Mm-hmm. So, like, we knew it happened, we just didn't yeah, know. Yeah, COVID-19, it was not COVID-20 for a reason, right? That was from that exactly. year, so. But, Jordan, welcome back. Thanks, I'm glad to be here again. So, things have changed somewhat, and also not at all, since you've been here. We have a new character quiz, so we're going to find out which character you are, because I think you might have taken our old character quiz, but we have a new and improved one, and we got some other questions and such. So do you want to find out which character you are now, or do you want to save it to the end? I want to find out now, and I also wish I could remember what character I was last time. I remember being disappointed, but I don't remember why. You were Dom in the old quiz. You were Dominic Toretto. That's just so shocking to me. Like, he's the last person I would choose. But okay. All right. Let's see the new quiz. Joe, what were we doing? Was it, we were, I think it was in the Four, Brother, the Four Brothers episode. What do we say that Jordan could do because she was strong and muscular from circus? <laughs> or was that the thing that we recorded yesterday? It was yesterday we said Oh, yeah, Jordan, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, jo- Jordan, we said that you, if we were if we were acting at the heist from the end of this movie. The final scene, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to be Vince, because you're the one, like, swinging around on that on that wire and stuff at the end. Okay, sure. Because uh, also, Joe and you I don't have- jump we to don't, a hood. Yeah, we don't have the guts to do that, and you oh, have yeah, the no, strength was, and the fortitude to do that. Like, truly one of my dreams in life that I realized after I saw Fury Road was that I just like really want to climb around on the outside. Really, I want it to be a big truck rig like they have in Fury Road. And I want to climb around the outside while it's going really fast. But like, you know, a car, different kind of truck will do also, I guess. Yeah. So the quiz that you took a long time ago was a quiz that Joe found online that we liked. That was good. But we're like, we can do a better one. So instead of having, you know, all these random ass questions and just six answers, Joe and I came up with a seven question quiz, six multiple choice answers per question. There are 25 characters you can be. Dom is still the most popular. So if you get Dom again here, I feel like it's me being uh, Hufflepuff. It's just like you kind of have to accept that you're Dom. But... That's how I you know, feel about being Hufflepuff also. Sorry, continue. I know. It's fine. But, okay, so let's let's see this quiz. See if you are Dom or if you're someone else. So question number one, how fast are you? Are you NASCAR, roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor Scooter? It's a roller coaster. Now question number two, you know it's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk, <laughs> Kylo Ren, Christian Bale on that one movie set that one time. <laughs> Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer? The Hulk. Okay, pretty angry, pretty furious. But not mean. Well, you just angry. Yeah, it's just furious. It's, it, you can be like, you have good fury. Yeah. Question number three, we're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you on the grill? Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment? Or are you sneaking a snack? 
oh, am I, I mean, you've been at barbecues with me. Am I doing the beer or the entertaining? Uh, de- uh, hmm. Like, I I think it depends on how you're classifying handstands. Like, you're not doing handstands to entertain people, but, like, people could see that as entertainment. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I think kicking back with the beer is a better better summation. Okay. I think. Yeah, okay. You've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite, working on your car, hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or working on your computer? I'm working out. Jordan, please describe your wedding. I'm never getting married. It's me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. I'm never getting married. Okay. I I think it's safe to say there's two questions left. I don't think you're going to get Dom because (laughs) a couple of these questions have steered you. I thought working out was a shoe-in, though, but okay. No, that's surprisingly. Okay. Dom only got a... But I don't think I think that that's what my logic was when we did this. That like Dom's really not like actively working out. No, he's, he's just naturally ripped. ripped yeah, the, he was born like yeah. that. Yeah, as the kids on TikTok say, built the rock different. Is out. Yes, the Rock. You got a lot of points for the Rock for working out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jordan, you just you just won the lottery. Congratulations! What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane. I'm gambling it all away. My childhood home, a fleet of cars, or a new life. A new life. Okay. And the last question to determine it all, because there's a couple there's a couple people here that you're you're neck and neck with. Ooh. What is your drink of choice? Belgian ale, corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just you know, Joe's getting a drink, just get me one of whatever you're having. Uh one of whatever you're having. Ooh, maybe Belgian ale though. Ooh, that was hard. You can change it. I have not announced who you are. I'm going to change it. Belgian ale. All right. Jordan, you're a character we've had once before. Joe, Dan Scully, the host of I Like to Movie Movie, was also this character. I don't know that you're going to like this more. Maybe you will. Jordan, you are Brixton. You are Idris Elba from Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, interesting. I don't even remember anything about him. Is he even a human? (laughs) He's a a cyborg sort of. (laughs) Oh, okay. I like that. So, Jordan, you're ruthless, but that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Life is a struggle, and anyone who wants to make the most of it must be willing to make some tough choices to become the best version of themselves. You're constantly striving to do that, and it's your dream to see everyone else reach their potential, too, even if people don't always know what's best for them. You're fiercely loyal to your beliefs and to the people who share them, and you believe that disloyalty is an unforgivable offense. Some might see you as too hard-lined, but that's because most people are too weak in their resolve. It's not your job to think at their level. They should rise to yours. And you drive like the wind blows. blows. (laughs) That's pretty accurate, actually. I was, as I was going through that, like, not everything, but a lot of it, I'm like, that is Jordan. It's some things that I'm not proud of about myself, but it's pretty true. So, congratulations, you are Brixton. All right. So there's two other questions I want to ask, because we used to ask a bunch of questions at the top. We sort of scaled that back pretty dramatically, but especially, so this lap, and we're going to have a conversation question to kick off the, you know, the movie talk in a little bit, but this whole lap, we're doing heist movies. Like, that's our pit stops. We're watching all these heist movies. As such, there's a particular question in our questionnaire that still applies that Joe, we're we're always going to ask, because Joe loves this question, but it also especially applies to this. 
So say we're pulling a job. We go into, you know, a tower in Abu Dhabi and we want to, you know, lift a car, we want to steal a car or whatever. A set of wheels, right, Joe? Whatever whatever that means to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Jordan, we had a whole conversation <laughs> in the opening about whether Roman being in jail for stolen sets of wheels was actually tires or cars. So we don't have an answer, well, but that's what, that's what that joke wheels. is. That's it could have just been wheels. I thought it was a car, but Joe's like, I think it might just be wheels. Eight, eight <laughs> sets of wheels. He did three years in jail. So it's like, we're like, eight cars in only three years seems a little light. But then you looked up, like, the punishment, and it's not really, so who knows? It's Well, it's it's eight, it's three years for one car. So if you have eight cars, but then we were like, maybe there's a ring, and it's, it was a whole thing. Yes. It was a whole thing, Jordan, I'm sorry. No, that's that seems like, it's interesting. Continue, okay. So Joe and I are here, and we are like, we're going to go in the other, the, the other room, and we're going like to lift up a car with our raw muscles, because we're both so strong. But Jordan, we need you to distract this room. We need you to shine bright. Like only Roman Pierce and Jordan Paul and Clark can. We need you to sing a song karaoke style to distract the room. Jordan, what song are you singing, either a cappella or karaoke style, to distract the room? Oh shit, that's like terrifying. So it can either be like a song that you're you know that you're so good at, or a song that you're so bad at that it's just like, oh my god, I can't take my eyes off this girl because she is this is horrific. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, let's see. Okay, I'm really good at Stay by Lisa Loeb, but that's not a good party song. I'm really good, mm, I'm pretty good at See You Again by Miley Cyrus, which is a much better party song. Okay, I agree. Um, I'm really good at Fell in Love with a Girl by the White Stripes. That's also a good, pretty, a pretty good party song. Pretty okay party song, depending on the party that you're at, but it's really Mm -hmm. short. You guys would have to be really fast. It's like two minutes long. That's a good point. That's a very, very good point. Astute. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of songs that are, like, fun to belt out, but, like, not by myself. True. Okay. You know? So it sounds like, and I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, def- define your answer, but it sounds like that Miley might be the winner based yeah, on these I criteria. Think, yeah, we'll, we'll go with Miley. Now, the other important question that has nothing to do with that, you are Brixton, definitively. You are Brixton. We, f- we, f- we figured that out. But yeah. of all the characters in these movies, not just necessarily the first movie, but the entire franchise, do you have a favorite character in these movies? Han. It's a good choice. A lot, of, a lot of people agree. Here's a question. We've never asked this before. What? If Han was in this movie, what would he be doing? If Han was in the first movie, yeah. what would he be? Like I don't I don't know I don't know what I want out of this you answer. Put any, I'm yeah, not that's sure. what I'm saying. You want to put any boundaries on this? Like, do you mean like what character would he replace, or like what would role would he have in the thievery? Or I guess so. There's a couple different things. Would he be in the crew? Would he replace someone? Would he be a villain? Would he be unrelated to Dom? We, you know, I I don't know. He wouldn't. I don't think Han would be in this crew. Like, Han is too good for this crew, honestly. It's true. I think that Han is just a much cooler Leon. Which one's okay. Leon? Leon is the guy who never comes not back. Not Vince, not yeah. Jesse, not Tom. He's the one with no characteristics. That's <laughs> like, like, no matter, I just watched this movie and I don't know who you're talking about. So Vince they don't is say the ang- his name yeah, very often. Vince is yeah. the angry one and Jesse's the young one who gets who loses his car and Leon's the other one. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay. The third of the guys. The, like, skinny-ish, kind of dirtbaggy one, wears a beanie as well, but not Jesse, who has ADHD. Oh, I mean, I just Googled a picture of him, and, like, I guess he was there. He was there. We can confirm that he is in this movie. (laughs) 
but I think like that fits kind of the chameleon role. Like Han, Han is just such a presence, though. But like I think if you had a like, if you were like one to one replacing like where he would fit, like Han's not angry enough to be Vince. He's not Dom. He's not Brian. He's definitely not like, like you. You wouldn't get rid of any of the women, right? So like, who do you like? You got Leon, and like they're kind of like the same character, except Han just is radiant and Leon falls into the background as they say that Han does in the movie. Like I would remember who Han was if he was in this. Also, like I don't think Han would put up with Vince's shit. Yeah, that's true. Which is why I can't. There's no overlap, right? Crew. Well, they're both in five. Are they? Doesn't Han leave at the beginning, though? No, Han. No, no. What? You know, okay. He leaves at the beginning of four. He's in five. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. But Vince. But like, they don't really have overlap, no. though, right? Because Vince, Vince is only is kind of thing. in five, right? Right. Correct. Like that's the and thing. He like dies. we we talk yeah. a lot about how like these characters don't come. Like there's a, like, a couple of characters. Like Suki never comes back, and Leon never comes back, and like people are like I want Leon back, but like I don't think we've ever taken the time to realize just how few characteristics. Like, I don't even know why he's there other than just to flesh out the crew. There's a there's a lot of that in this movie. <laughs> there's a lot of just like, mm, we need a person there. And so there's just like people, but they're not doing anything. And the weirder part is that like, we've watched all the deleted scenes and stuff now, Joey. And like, Leon doesn't have like extra scenes. <laughs> no. It's not like they're like, they like cut him back. It's like, this is what you got of Leon. Yeah, Jordan, we talk the a whole- lot about how like, there's this deleted like plot line uh-huh. about, you know how Vince, like when they get to the house and Brian's there and he storms off and he's just like, he looks like you got all the help you need, brother. Mm-hmm. And like drives off in a huff and then like shows up at the barbecue and he and Brian like, you know, glare at each other. Mm-hmm. There's a deleted scene where Vince comes back to the barbecue and they're like, how's your mom in the hospital? And he's like, oh, she's good. Thanks for asking. She'd appreciate that. So like Vince has like a dying mom while he like, spends <laughs> a lot of time with in the hospital. That like kind of also explains like not only is he losing his best friend to who he suspects is a cop, but also the girl that he's in love with is going to this guy, but also his mom is dying. It's like, there's a lot going on there and they just cut that out it's entirely. Do, yeah. Like, do you think they like tried to like for a second, it's like they tried to like humanize him because he was terrible. And then they Maybe. didn't bother. I don't know. Like, there's a lot. There's fascinating stuff in the deleted scenes. Like, the deleted scenes for this movie are definitely better than most other movies. Yeah. But, like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why they thought they needed to give that much backstory to, like, a third banana. If even third banana, right? Like, it's just, it's a wild decision at all. Especially, yeah. like, no one else has any plot happening that isn't like directly related to every scene that's happening. Like, right. Nobody else has any backstory. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Cause like what, what works about this movie, I think, and why we like coming back to it, like restarting the lap here is that like, it's so quick and tight, at least relative to like the later movies that are all like two and a half hours long. Oh yeah. yeah. And like to have, to for that decision to be like, Oh no, you know, we're going to, we're going to spend, you know, a couple minutes here talking about Vince's mom, a character that you'll never meet. It's like, why? What? Okay, so I just watched this again for the first time in, like, probably two years. And Mm -hmm. I have also watched the first Magic Mike, like, at least twice recently. And for the first time, they, these, that, those two movies reminded me of each other. Like, kind of in the way that you're talking about. Like, you know how, I mean, Magic Mike does it much better than this movie does. You know how Magic Mike is, like, a little bit meandering and like there is like some plot stuff that's kind of it's not that tight all the time 
uh, mostly yes, but like I don't know, this reminded me of that. Well, I think like the first Magic Mike, like the second one, you and I agree is like a perfect movie that is just like it's wonderful and it's a miracle and everything. But like the first movie is just kind of like vaguely or specifically about like the American dream and like what it means to like be successful in America. And I feel like this movie to a certain extent is also about that in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like the first one tried to be like in a way like a little bit like arty and like gritty a little bit and so is this like in a much different way than any of the other fast movies are so the wish fast and furious is xxl is that is that fast five we're just like we're gonna have fun yeah, and we're I gonna guess have it has to people. be fi- it has to be five yeah i think so joe you never saw those movies like we didn't get to them in the chatting podcast nope. before we stopped but man the first movie is good the second movie is a goddamn masterpiece they're both like just yeah like shockingly so good and so watchable the first one was made by Soderbergh, so like, there's there's a reason why it's like you know as good as it is. But yeah, mm, yeah, okay. like this felt sense. like a bad imitation of that. Well, this lap we're doing a couple movies that are you know in one way or the other basically the same movie as this. So I'm I'm interested to see how we look at those. One of which you know we've all seen in Point Break, but another one that I'm not going to say the joke because I don't I want him to be surprised. There's another movie that's basically the same movie as this as this first mm. one that we're going to cover this lap. So I'm interested to see because like. The story they're telling here is not necessarily unique or new. It's just that, like, it's framed, like, the framing device of, like, being around car culture, that's new and exciting. But, like, the story here, just, like, you know, a cop and a criminal, two sides of the law, whatever, like, that's that's whatever. Yeah, like, I have a lot of questions, like, now that we're, like, ten movies in. Like, looking back at the first one, it's like, what did they think they were making? Because they definitely didn't think they were making what it ended up being. What do you th- What do you think that they thought they thought they were making? <laughs> I don't know. It was like an expose on like street culture, like underground car culture. Is what I thought. I think they thought they were making. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But do you think that they were were they going for something more? Do you think they were going for something, or they're just like we're gonna make a cool movie? Because no. I think there's like a lot of people who just like want to make a cool movie, and like that's okay. Nah, nah, they were going for something more. I agree. It was like all based off the the article. So like he was like, I'm gonna give like the public a look into like this this scene that nobody knows about, and it like turned out to be you know a drama love story. But he was trying to make like a gritty look at underground street culture i also think they like were trying to give like a kind of like depth to the characters that they absolutely didn't succeed at doing okay but they yeah it's like they were they really were i feel like they were trying to make characters and characters that had relationships and like complex relationships with each other and with themselves that's interesting because in the in the opening segment, we read an email from uh, Wes Hampton, who writes in a lot and uh, an avid listener and a supporter on Patreon of the show. And he was talking about how like he was he was doing his rankings of these movies, and he was saying that like he still likes two because it's a crazy movie, but like you don't really need to see two anymore because five gives you all the backstory you need on Roman and Tej. Like everything that you would learn about those characters in two is still it still matters, but like it's mostly you know. You get the same thing from five. Do you think? I think this movie is probably more meaningful or more important. But I don't know that this is—is is this movie still necessary, or can you watch five and still know who these characters are? I don't think you need to know who they are by five. That if you watch this movie, 
like, do you need to know the characters for five? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, if you don't watch this movie, if you just start with five, like I did, but, like, if you never go back, like, do you think, do you miss a lot about the characters? Do you think that, like, what they become later on, you kind of get? No, the the evolution is so vast that, like, I don't think that you really miss anything. Like, I, I would miss it, right? I think that we would miss it because, like, I do like seeing where they start and how humble the beginnings are. But I don't think that you need it, and I don't think that you actually do miss anything. Because, like, like we say all the time, like, from five on, they're fucking superheroes. So it doesn't really matter. You just miss their origin story. Right, like, you you would miss that, like, Mia studying to become a doctor, but, like, the movie doesn't Does give a matter? shit about that anymore. It, yeah, okay. exactly. It's just, like, <laughs> so you never knew, but, like, they don't care. I didn't even know that, and I've seen all of these movies, like, many, many times. So she's studying. There's also a deleted, deleted scene, scene where yeah. she's driving Brian home after, or Brian's leaving the party, and she's like, she, she does an impression of Vin Diesel, which is amazing. <laughs> but also, also she um, she's talking about how she thinks that Dom wants her to be a doctor so that they can have like someone in house that can stitch him up, and it's like this kind of like m- sort of dark scene. Where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, my brother only wants me to do this because, like, he's supportive of me. But, like, I think it's because, like, he knows he's going to get in trouble and he wants to, like, have someone who can, like, stitch him up and not have to go to the hospital or something. It's just like this It's this weird, like, sort of ulterior motive that, like, kind of paints Dom in, like, a bad picture. Bad, bad light. Well, this movie really hates every single woman that is in it. So that's just, like, a new way for it to hate Mia. <laughs> Well, that, I think that's the biggest disappointment, because I love Mia. Mia's maybe my favorite character, and just, like, the, the franchise as a whole just doesn't care about her. No, it really doesn't. They never give her anything to do. It's a bummer. Anything. Wait, I want to, can we go, I want to go back to what we were talking about uh, a minute before this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, please. I don't think the point of any of these movies is to remember any of the details. Like, I didn't know Mia was being a doctor, I just watched this movie and already couldn't remember a character that you tell me isn't it. It's like, (laughs) I still watch them over and over again, but like, I don't think the plot is the point. They just, they're just supposed to wash over you. And then that's it. Like, even when I'm watching them, I don't know what's going on. It's kind of like a vibe or a feeling, right? Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, 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 everybody wants some might be my favorite movie, and that's just, like, dudes hanging out. Like, it's, like, loosely about baseball, but not really. It's just, like, a bunch of guys hanging out. Like, that's the plot. It's mm-hmm. just, it's the it's the feeling of, like, spending time with these characters. And I think that's why Joe and I like these movies, because it's not the plot. We don't mm-hmm. give a shit about the plot. I mean, we like the character stuff, but, like, it's just whatever. But I do think it's nice, because, like, if these were just, like, straight up, like, nonstop, like, action movies, I wouldn't want to watch them. So, like, it's, like, I need the break that you get from them trying oh, to yeah. have these people be people. <laughs> but also, like, it totally doesn't matter. So here is a, maybe a good time to drop in our conversation starter, because we're already talking about the movie, but it, it, talking about people being people. So this lap, Jordan, I said we're doing the heist lap. Mm-hmm. So Joe and I are going to try to build our ultimate heist team. Like, we're pulling a job. And so the way we're going to do this, we're going to pick one person collectively from, like, the three of us are going to agree on one person from this movie to add to the team. And at the end of the lap, Joe and I are going to, we're going to, we're not going to say what job they're doing in this episode, but we're going to say, like, okay, we want Dom Toretto from the first movie. And so he's going to be on the team or whatever. So, and at the end of the lap, we're going to, like, assemble our team and we're going to figure out, you know, who's doing what job and whatever. 
So if you were if you were in charge of a heist and you could only recruit one person from this movie to be on the team, not necessarily like what job they're doing, although if you have an idea in mind, we'll definitely take that into consideration. But if you could only have one person from this movie, one character from this movie, you have to pull off this job. You have to steal whatever money, diamonds, cars, whatever. Who are you recruiting? Who do you think is the most capable, the best whatever in this movie for our job? I want to recruit Jesse. Okay. But I not a bad but not a bad choice to be honest. Like okay, this is the only chance we're going to have to recruit Jesse because he That's true. He's the only in this true. movie. And I just think he's a special character and yeah, I'm recruiting Jesse. I have an option, and I'm going to make my case because I think it's the best option, and it should win no matter what. So uh, before you do that, so Joe and I are still trying to figure out the rules to this, George. We don't okay, exactly know yep. how it's going to work. Okay. If so, I think I have this. I had a twist today, Joe, that I was thinking. That. I've not said this to you yet, but I think that if what? we recruit, so there's there's a question, and then there is, uh, uh I think a, a point of clarity. So the question is, can we recruit, for instance, Dom from multiple movies, or no? Yeah, for sure. Okay, but I also think, but I also think we should require that, like, if if we wind up say in this episode recruiting Dom, it's Fast and Furious one Dom. It's not Dom across all the movies. Do you agree with that? It's just like this is that. I also agree. Okay, good. So we can have if we want, we could have eight Dominic Toretto's on this job or whatever, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So that's that's super cool. All family, right. family, family, <laughs> just like that video. Yes. That's, okay. that's what it's going to be like. Love that. Okay, cool. Okay, so we're on the same page there, which is rare. Okay, but yes. Okay. So who is your pick? Jordan nominates Jesse. There's only one correct option. And in this movie, it is Vince. He's the one who knows Brian is a cop. He's the most athletic. He's very, very loyal, as you know. And he's capable to do all of the other bullshit that you need to do. Vince is the best choice from this movie. He's better than Brian. He's better than Dom. Jesse is a good choice. I like Jesse because maybe you need a tech guy, but tech is advanced way too far. So, like, you know, you get Fast and the Furious 1 Jesse here. Like, he's he's playing with floppy dish drives. We already got Ramsey with God's Eye and fucking 8, 9. <laughs> so, like, he's way obsolete already. I'm saying for longevity and for this movie, it got to be Vince. That's an interesting wrinkle that, again, I didn't think about, like, comparing people to later movies. I think we can't, because, like, cars have also changed. Like, anybody from 2001, we dropped them in 2022, they're going to be, like, they're going to need some time to catch up, right? And, like, the tech is going to be, like... Vince did catch up, though. We see it in five. We already got the evidence. I'm not even using that evidence yet. I'm saying in this one. But you only get that because you picked a character who didn't die in the first movie. I'm also worried about I'm I'm worried about recruiting Vince because I think I think Vince is like a cancer in the clubhouse to a certain extent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you need that. Every good every good heist crew has a wild card. Well, That's also no, part of it. No, but he's not a fun wild card. Like <laughs> he's not a, but, okay, he's not a Charlie no, Day in no, Sunny. Okay. Yeah, he's but not like, a wild yeah, card. Yeah, he's like yeah, like you're telling me like you really want to deal with his bullshit on a heist because I don't because I don't no, need that don't. I don't need that energy that he's bringing. You don't need the energy, but he, his capabilities outweigh that. Yeah, okay. I'm going to keep arguing for Jesse. Jesse has ADHD, and he really, really cares about the computer shit. So, like, if you're going to tell me that he wouldn't figure this shit out, like, faster than anybody else, he would. So, like, I'm not worried about Jesse and the technology. And his vibes are just so much better than Vince's vibes. He, I'm going to throw a curveball here. Okay. I, what do you want? I don't want to just, like, I think 
I think an acceptable answer, literally for every movie, is just Dom. I think if we recruit Dom, it's just like he's he's because he's the best, right? He's like we, we watch whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say my nominee for this one is Lance. So Johnny Tran's number one sidekick, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His cousin, his cousin Lance. I think you know in later but movies why? again. I don't want to. I don't want to overthink like looking down the line. But I think in later movies we're gonna have you know Giselle as a motorcyclist. But I think having someone who again to Jordan's point is loyal. Or to Joe, your point about Vince being loyal. Yep. Lance is loyal. Lance has a certain set of skills about, you know, biking and stuff what like skills? that. Well, he's a he, he motorcycling. He, he he falls down that hill and like doesn't die at the end. So you know. I think that's arguably that he's not a very good motorcyclist. <laughs> he gets bumped but... by a car, man. He gets he gets tail bumped he by a car. He drove into a car. Mom <laughs> parks the car and he drives into it. Um, you know, I, you're not wrong. You're, you're not wrong about that. I Lance, I only say this because Lance was one of my options too. I think that Lance was a pretty solid choice, but I just think that Vince outweighs his capabilities in this one. Can you remind me what else Lance does in this movie? Because he's another character that I don't super remember. He wears he wears snakeskin pants. Yeah, he's got snakeskin pants. There's the scene Hangs where out with Johnny Tran. Yeah, there's a scene where Johnny Tran. Um you know, drain, drowns that guy. He, like, waterboards the guy with oil. Yes, and, okay. And he's he's the one who just says, 40 weight sounds nice. He's just, like, there. He's, like, he's helping make decisions. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that that's... That, that's not an argument for helping make decisions. He just exists. It's going to be really funny if, like, we all nominate not Dom for every movie, and then all of a sudden we have no Dom on the crew. No, you'll get it. Like... There, there is ultimate Dom. We just have to get there. Like, okay. I don't think that Dom's in his full form. Yeah, maybe yet. Dom like, in six, where he like walks out of a fire, right? Like, it's just like oh, that's what I'm fire saying. Breathe. Yes, that's what that's what I'm saying. Is like you, you'll get like an ultimate Dom, but like from this movie, the most capable person that I can, I can't argue against is Vince. Okay, so we have the nominees here are okay. Dom, Vince, and Jesse. And Jesse. No, 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 no. Sorry, Lee. Uh, Lee. No, it's Jesus. Lance, Jesse, Vince. Yes. This is not where I thought we would wind up after this movie, but that's (laughs) wild. How do we decide now? We all have to make our cases, and then we have to vote. What's to stop us from all voting for ourselves? I think think the rule is you can't vote for your own character. Okay. And then if there's another tie, we'll figure out a thing, but... I'm also not 100% sold on Lance. Like, I, I can't make a really super compelling argument for him. That's what I'm saying. He's a great character. But, like, if we're trying to build the ultimate heist team, I'm talking, like, one that will get the fucking job done. If I have to pick a guy, no matter how toxic he is, all of his bullshit baggage, I think the one that's, like, the most capable that could probably fit the most roles, like driving skills, shooting skills, uh, finding out who's the cop skills... Like, these are all things that I want on my team. Like, you have to deal with, like, you know, maybe he uses a slur. That's not great, but we'll just, like, skate over that. Because you're just like, look, he's not going to be my friend. He just needs to be part of the team to help me steal whatever. DVD players. See, remember how we described me before? When I Yes. Um. See, that's why Vince doesn't work for me. Like, I would be so pissed off the whole time that I would be like, I can't do this fucking heist with this guy. I think Joe's point about, like, I think he, the fact that he has a good read on people cannot be overstated. I think no, that's, I do think that you're is a worthwhile right. characteristic. But I think that I think the anger is it's it's a hurdle that we need to overcome. No, 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 no. I have a but question. But Dom no, reigns a man. I have a question. I have a question. What does he have what? a good read on people, or does he just know who cops are? That's also that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> that's because that's because he's the also same thing. 
He also, you know, I think it's pretty clear that Mia has no interest in him, and he's still, like, shamelessly hitting on Mia. Right? Yes, so, like, exactly. You know, but that's just, like, a douchey thing to do. I don't think that's, like, So you want a, a douchey guy on our team? <laughs> he's capable. I'm just, like, like you know, Is Antonio he? Brown had a job for fucking four years longer than he should have. Like, he's capable. It's it's not like he's a good dude. Like, I don't want to hang out with him. I, I don't still, want him to be, I like, still my don't friend. think you want Antonio Brown in the locker room. I think you'd ra- I'd rather have somebody with less talent but a, a better clubhouse personality. That sounds really good morally and, like, I applaud you for that. I don't want to start the heist game with Vince. This is this is trouble. <laughs> it's not though. I'm telling. He's the most capable. He's definitely the most capable here. I, I no. make an argument for somebody that's more capable than Vince. Please. But he's gonna make so much drama. Like depending on else you put, who else you put on this team, like he's just gonna. He's just so shitty. But Dom reigns him in. We get eventually get a Dom. Dom's his counter. Want, why do you want Dom to waste Dom energy on that? You need Dom it's to true. do that. We have shit to do. We could just make a team where that doesn't happen. You guys live in too much of a utopia. I'm trying We're to get building, fucking job done build here, guys. Own, Come on. We get to build our own utopia if we want to right now. I don't know why you think we can't. I, yeah, because I want like the most criminally people to help me get my heist done. Well, your whole thing about Liam was that he's the ultimate criminal. In past laps, you've he described is, him. But I agree. I think that he's the most criminally like personality-wise, not capability-wise. He feels like the most criminal to me. Like, he's like a dude that just got out of jail. I get it. But, like, d- does that make him a better person to help me heist? No, because he no. went to Can jail. Can he jump on top of a truck? Can he jump on top of a truck and, like, ride it like a fucking, like, with, like, a rodeo lasso from the top of it? No. But I don't know. Like, Vince just makes a jump. And he makes shots. He tracks. He, he he's, a, he tra- he's a tracker. He finds Brian in the other place. He knows how to find people. I, like I said, I just can't find anybody more capable. You guys are just telling me Vince is bad, but you're not giving me anybody else that's better. I think, that's what I I think want. you need to Give balance the two things. Like, you're making a very strong argument about his capabilities. I don't disagree with that. I think he's got a good read on people to some extent. I think that he is good. The skills you're pointing out are correct. They're, he's he's good at what he does. I just can't get the, the personality thing, especially as team number one, like first pick in this draft, essentially – no, no, it's not first pick in the draft. It's like first pick from this pool. You have to think about it differently. It's not like like if we're like, oh, who are we picking from the ultimate heist and we line up all the movies, then we could be like, okay, Dom from six, right? Like that's like first pick in the draft or Hobbs. Mm. Like then you start getting stuff like that. I'm saying like from this pool in this moment, I can't find anybody who's more capable. I think than if Vince. we have Hobbs, that's a good point. If we get a Hobbs later, Hobbs is going to hate Vince too. That's fine, but we you don't you also don't need to like use him in the ju- like you just need him in the in the lineup, right? Like, well, no, he if, be, if if you, he could be we, on the bench, bro. We can't recruit like, a guy to, to not there. use him. So our heist team's gonna be thirty five people. <laughs> There's gonna be ten people. There's ten movies. Ten people. Oh, I thought we were doing like side movies and like no, no, pit no, stops no, no. and stuff too. Because I want to do that. Like I wanted to have the whole lineup. You want to be like person heist team? What are we? That's gonna heisting? take like that's gonna no, take like I don't, forty hours. <laughs> No, I don't want. I don't want a thirty-five person heist team. I want a pool of thirty-five oh, okay, people, like okay. thirty-five players on my team. Yeah, yeah. But then from those, I'm like, okay, my driver would be this guy. My like tech guy would be this guy. I wasn't like, thinking muscle. about doing this. So okay, so that's because so that's where my mind is going. Does we, that make more sense now? We're covering like twenty-two to twenty-five movies this exactly. Lap. Yep. I wasn't thinking because we don't normally do the the conversation questions for the pit stops. We only do them for the main movies. So I wasn't even thinking about doing them for, like, I'm not saying it's a good idea or a bad idea. I just wasn't thinking about that. So, like, I was thinking, 
of just having the 10 movies and 10 people, and that's our team. Okay. No, I, I wanted, like, a whole roster of people so that whenever we go to do a heist, and I was thinking, like, you could present us any heist, right? Like, somebody could write in. Like, Jordan could be like, this is going to be the heist. And I'd be like, okay, there's our 35 dudes, right? So, like, in this heist, <laughs> we're going to need a guy that drives. Not all dudes, but the, just dude, dude is, like, just a dude, okay. right? Like, just dudes. Okay. There's going to be like, this is this this person could be the driver. This person could be the tech person. That Like, this person would be the distraction. Whatever we need for that job, you would have, like, the roster people. And, like, this is who you'd pull from. So I'm looking for kind of like Swiss Army knife kind of guys. Like Vince could Vince could do some shooting. He could do some driving. He could maybe do a jump if you need. If we needed to find somebody, Vince might be the guy. Like if there's a hidden cop in the group, Vince would know who he was. And like, yeah, he's annoying, but like you don't need to use him for the job. You just could use him for the job. Here's a here's a curveball. Tell me. What if we go what if we go with Ted? Who is the guy who gets drowned by oil? Because he's a fence, and fence might be a, might be a useful skill to have. But we don't. I okay. I'm not saying it's a good option. I'm I think just it's looking a terrible for... option. <laughs> I don't disagree. I think if you make the pool that wide, the game is too easy. What do you mean? Well, there's a game, and there's the game within the game. So, like each episode, we're going <laughs> to pick one, which is a harder thing. Yes, that's the hardest part. Yeah, but then yeah, if we have a, if we have a pool of thirty five, I think I was just thinking about because like I don't know, you know, next movie we're doing is Heat. Like I don't know if I think combining like the Fast and Furious world with like De Niro and Pacino and Heat or whatever, I think it's going to be like a. You just got him on the bench, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's it, you're just built. This is this is like the minor league team. Whoever we need to call up, we call up. I still like even with a pool of thirty five people. I don't know that Vince is. The pig. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Then give me a better one in this movie. You can keep saying this. I feel like I'm talking to Rachel here. It's like, what's for yeah. dinner? And it's like, I don't want that. But tell me, what do you want then? Tell me what you want to eat. Yeah, Joey, you're gonna have to really make an argument for Lance if you don't want me to vote for Vince when we vote right now because you because because. Well, I also think to a certain extent what you what Joe's point about Jesse is probably true about all these people that like down the road they're all going to be outclassed and just like, you know, none of them are going to be able to keep up with modern technology. I think Jesse's good and I think that Jesse could adapt. I'm just saying like you can't use his current skill set. It doesn't translate to future success. Jesse is the heart. Whereas like shooting and jumping onto a car then you know, that's like okay, he can't he's not going to unlearn. Like okay, he'll get fat and old. Sure. Like, maybe he won't be as good at jumping onto cars. But, like, in this moment, you know, jumping onto cars, I think it'll translate for a while. I don't have a better option. I just don't like – I don't like starting with a cancer clubhouse, clubhouse cancer. But you're making a decent enough point. I just don't love having Vince as the as the first member of our squad. I think that the only other possible option will be Brian, but I also think he's too green right now to – because he's like, okay, so he has the cop skills, right? But, like, he's too green. Like, he's no, not, like, enough brand. of a criminal. No. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, that doesn't work either. So, like, I'm running through. I'm like, this Dom, I don't like this Dom. Like, you could take this Letty's Letty. cool. Yeah, you could take this Letty. But, like, at the same time, like, I think she gets more badass, too. Like, well, no, here, like here's, a, here's, a, here's a good point, though. Let's, let's think about this for a second. I don't want to think about future movies. But since we're having difficulty here, is there a better Letty? Because Letty's not in two. Yes. Letty's not in three. Letty's barely yes. in four. There's Amnesia Letty in six. Seven. Seven, she's still, like, she's unsure of herself. She fights Ronda Rousey, though, 
and beats her ass. But also, like, like that's the best Letty. Like I would argue that like. Well, now I have questions about where Letty got her fighting skills because she was like doing a lot of nothing before that movie. But I would argue that Letty, as a character, is actually the one who changes the least. Like Letty is already Letty in this. Like she's already badass. She already has her scowl on. She's yeah. She's kind of already Letty. Like, and I also don't know to that point. I don't know that in seven we're gonna pick Letty. I think in seven we might pick like. Mr. Nobody or like Ramsey or something. Dang, I think you got to take this Letty. I think to a certain extent, like what Jordan's argument about Jesse was that like, this is the only movie we have the chance to recruit Jesse. I think this is our best shot to recruit a Letty. Nah, I think Letty and seven might be, might be a force. But Joey's no, I think Joey's right. Ronda Rousey's like top tier. But you're not, but you're not going to take that. You're going to have so many other people to choose from in that movie. I don't know. I really don't. I'm looking with some force. I would also argue that this lady could. I think that she she has she a couldn't really fight Ronda Rousey. Because seven. seven also, for the record, seven is also where we get Statham, and that's okay. also the maybe the most ruthless Statham that we have. We also get him in Hobbs and Shaw. You can draft him then too. But we're taking Hattie and Hobbs and Shaw, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, Hattie's you a gotta. good choice. That's okay. I get that. That's that's fair. I I think I think I'm changing mine to Letty, and I think I think Letty. She doesn't have the skills. I I mean, like, you guys can take that, but like, I don't agree with it. I, at this point, I don't think she's too green. I think that, like, the most developed, successful criminal for a heist in this one is Vince. I think Letty gets better, and I, I think it would be a waste to... It's, it's going to be hard to get her from Seven, but I think that she, it's a much better case there than it is here. Because we really don't, like, she doesn't fight anyone, right? Like, so, so what's her, like, good skills that you would have... What, what'd she do in our heist in if, this, from this one? In this movie... It's not Letty's fault. This is still the movie. Like, in this movie, they don't let the women... It's not Vince's fault that he sucks. <laughs> so his mom is sick. So, like, what do you want to say if you keep using in these arguments? In this movie, they don't let the women do anything even more than in the other movies. And so they don't... Like, it's not Letty's fault that nobody wrote anything for her to do in this besides be Dom's girlfriend. Okay. So think about this. If we have 10 or if we have 35 people, we're doing a job. What role does Letty have in that job? I just believe that all the skills that you think Letty has in Seven, I think she has them now. You just didn't get to see them. Yes, we have no proof that she has the skills. I know in my heart. I know in my heart. I mean, it's hard to argue with, like, you know, Jesus exists because he exists type situation. So That's the tautology of it all, right? So Yeah, it's like... I think think it's Letty. I think it's Letty. I vote Vince... Hands down, no matter what. Okay, here, I think I have here's a better thing. Argument. Here's a better thing. Here's a better thing because I think that I think we're gonna run into this kind of argument every episode because like it just for whatever reason we can never agree on anything. I think what we do is we put up all three nominees on the Patreon and let our patrons pick one of the three people. Oh yeah. Oh, like That's after fun. you hear the argument yes. sides. So I think we should still have this like this level of you know disagreement, not disagreement, but like uh, Discord, Discord, just yeah, chat, and then let the patrons vote. Which of the three? I mean, that's fine. I'll be grumpy at them if they don't take my pick because I think I made the best argument. And, like, I can't see – I really can't see anybody else. Like, you could – you know that there's situations you can sway me in. But, like, and this one I just can't figure out who's better. And, and nobody said anybody that is better. I think the like, issue the with this that we agree on is that all these people in the grand scheme of things are going to be outclassed. And I think we're just sort of That's picking fair. the best of the worst. And not worst in a bad way, but just like in a 20 years ago. Of the greenest. They're the not saving the, the world. Yes, exactly. That's fair. They have not leveled up in the automancer sense. 
No, they have absolutely have not. That's why I'm saying, for my pick, like Vince is the most capable right now in okay. this movie. So we will officially have Jesse, Letty, and Vince. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Le- patrons, I swear to God, if any of you don't <laughs> pick Vince, I swear to God, I'm going to be so pissed. Like, do you hear them? They can't even make an argument for anybody else. Like, No, it, I think, I think the argument was made sense. for Letty. I think the argument was made for Letty. What is what? But what was it? Tell me. We she's already made it. We already did tell yeah. you. But it was just like in my heart, she 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 does know how to fight eventually, so she knows now. <laughs> You're being such a Vince. Why would I keep telling you? <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't why? you didn't say anything. There was why no substance to this. It was just like you? I believe she's good now. Why even would though I we don't keep see telling her do you if there's no way that I can convince you? Convince. But like, but like, what was like, like, what skills in this movie do we see? Like, give me like any part that you're like, oh yeah, like she did this thing. I think there was like, a there's a very there's a very underrated element here that I don't know. If we want to waste Letty on this, like we said, we don't want to waste Dom on keeping Vince in line. But Letty has Vin, uh, Dom's number. She knows how to keep him in line. Mm-hmm. But he exists without her too. Like when he like leaves the family, like he's still like badass. Like she doesn't make him more badass. No, but she She keeps him in line. I think there's a certain element where if he's getting stressed, I think that whenever, when we have a Dom on the team, we need a Letty on the team as well. You, I agree. You eventually will need a Letty, but I don't want this Letty that doesn't do anything and just wears leather pants. Like I want fucking badass beats Ronda Rousey's ass Letty from down the line. I mean, the ideal Letty, I think, is. Los Bondoleros, but we're not doing Los Bondoleros. So no, fair. Final word, my pick is Letty. So we'll let the patrons decide. And what's yeah, going to happen, with, as we know, is the patrons are going to tie, and we're not going to have a pick, right? So with yeah, with no evidence, Jordan, every Joey's every pick poll is Letty. With weak evidence, Joe's pick is Vince. With very strong evidence, with v- bullet points, uh, addendums. Mm. There's like A, B, one, I down the line. I have every single piece. PowerPoint presentation. Boom. Jordan, right what there. else about the Fast and the Furious do you want to talk about? Ooh, I don't know. I just want to say I feel like I've given medium evidence for Jesse. Yeah, you have medium Jesse's evidence. Good. Yeah. I think medium evidence, too. I agree. Because I think you came in admitting that... It's a hard pick. Well, it's a hard pick. I, I know it's yeah. a hard pick, but I think personality is important. And I like him. Yeah. I love Jesse. I really do. And I think... Okay, but that's the thing, too. I think every good team also needs like a person like that because you know every single person on the team would also love him. They all love him with their whole heart because he needs them a little bit, right? Like And here's another here's another good thing to that point, Jordan. There's a good chance Jesse gets killed on the job and where they're like, We're gonna do this for Jesse. Jesse <laughs> yeah, didn't die in vain. See? One la- one last ride for him. That's what you, you so you're using not only does he like get on the job, but we kill him and then you use the one last ride hypothetically. Well for we don't the kill job. him. He just happens to die. There's a difference. <laughs> I don't think he makes it into the field, which is another question that I have. Like, Jesse got to be the man behind the chair. And like I said, we got fucking Ramsey and Tej waiting in the wings. Like, I love Jesse, but like, I don't think he got anything on those two. He is the heart. He is the heart. I get it. We'll find out. Skills. Skills. Tangible skills. I don't want to leave this in the hands of the patron. But I mean... But Guys, Joe, you know we're never going to agree. We we just we just spent twenty five minutes or whatever it was. I know, and we're no I, closer I than we were at the beginning. 
I know because I because I can't put this into your brains that this is the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's so right. It's so right. It's like smacking you guys in the face, and I'm and you're just like, no, I, I don't, don't know. Me. We, I just don't want an don't, asshole. I just don't want an asshole because we don't agree with you. Skills, man. But we There's don't like agree with you. That available skills. That that's what we want on our team. Like you're building maybe a different team than we think we're trying to build. We disagree. It. I agree. But you guys are never gonna. So here's anything. here's the here's the alternative. What? We could each, and this is what I was saying when we were trying to figure out the the actual, like, what we're doing this lap. We could each build a team, and then at the end of the lap, the patrons can vote on which team has the best team. Oh, that's fun. Oh, my team would slay. If I start with Vince, and you guys are taking fucking Jesse and... and well, that's what you think. Rookie, rookie round Letty that can't even fucking fight Ronda Rousey? Sure. Yeah, do it. Just saying. Because I'm, I'm taking seven Letty, and she's just going to beat the other Letty's ass. She's way older and can fight Ronda Rousey. Okay. I don't know. That's a lot of movies we'll from now. Like I, I mean, maybe, maybe by the time you get there, you really will still take Letty. But I just don't think Letty is the pick in seven because I think Letty's still like she's unsure of herself. Like we know this is the only movie until. But that shouldn't weigh into it. I, I think that's that's like an unfair way to weigh it. Like you're taking the best, the best, just straight up skills best. You say Vince? I just don't agree. I don't see it, man. Good luck on you guys. I think you're going to have like a really friendly heist team that doesn't accomplish anything. We're going to have a great time doing it, though. Yeah, we are. You're going to be like, oh, wow. And like my team's just going to come and fucking slay. Just crush. Yeah, and everyone's going to like us better. Yeah. You know what I like better than friendship? Hundreds of millions of dollars that I'm going to steal from everybody else. That's what I I like friendship friendship. better than money. (laughs) That is, that's a fact. I know that Jordan, I know that Jordan likes friendship better than money. Jordan, did you happen to re-rank the movies or no? Sure did. Can you oh, please nice. hit Let's us with it. those rankings? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Do you and as you say the numbers, do you want me to remind you of what your picks were the first time around? Yeah, because I'm sure that they're different now. So you only so you at you were on before Hobbs and Shaw was a movie, so yeah. you only ranked the first eight. Okay. So Ooh, you want to go damn. from the bottom up or the top down? You want to go least favorite to favorite or favorite to least favorite? I'm go favorite to least favorite. I don't okay. feel sure about all these because again, I can't remember any of them. Uh, so stuff. We can't even remember Leon. Together, you just saw Leon, I so know. yeah, I get it. Okay, okay. So right now I have six, three, five. So six was the same. Three went from number six all the way up to two. Yes, I've so. fallen in awesome. love with three since the last time okay. we did this. It's so good. It's so good. good. Okay. Honestly, okay. I might then- like it better than. Uh, six as a movie, but it's like because it's kind of its own whatever. It's not first, it's second. It's so much fun. It's the it's, it's a blast, so good, right? and it's and Han's in it. Um, yep. yep, it's a Han movie. And so five was also was your third one last time. So you had so six and five were in the same spot, but three has gone up. So that's good. Okay, cool. Seven. That was number two. So that fell a little bit. Okay. Four. That fell one spot. That was four. Okay. Eight. That fell one spot as well, but okay. One. That's still in seven. Okay. Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. That was previously unranked, as mentioned. Uh, Two. Which was your last place. So it sort of up one or down one, depending on how you want. And then F9. Nine. Yeah. The lowest, really? It was, I okay. just, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in it. And I didn't, it was like what I saw like a year ago. That's fair. Yeah, that's, it makes sense. We just watched it, you know, nine times in a row. So. <laughs> Yeah, we I, I, I remember times. a lot of it now. <laughs> How many times have I seen it? I have seen it now, according to Letterboxd, seven times. And it came out June 24th. So, yeah. Of this year, of last year, yeah, yeah. 
We saw it twice in theaters. June 24th, right. July 6th, August 4th, August 18th, September 7th, October 31, March 22. Whew. Boy. Well, yeah. It's a lot. It was a, a gambit. Jordan, any other thoughts about The Fast and the Furious, the original, the OG? I have a question. Where it all began? I have a question. I mean, I have a lot yeah, of please. questions. Oh, I also have a very uh, a, a thing I was saved from the intro that I want to bring up with you because I think you might have an idea too. But please go ahead with your thing first. This is actually my question about, like, every one of these that I watch. Um, what time period does this take place in? Like, how long of a time period is this movie supposed o- to be? Over the course of what? You're saying, like, in this movie itself, like, contained? Like, is this, like, two weeks or yes. three months? I always guessed about, like, at least a week to a month. Was well, they rebuild my... that entire car. Yeah, but that doesn't take super long. But they overnight the overnight the parts from Japan. But that's like one night. Okay, so they get the parts. They never say how far away Race Wars is, right? And aren't they like? I always thought it's like kind of like Coachella e. So it's like a couple hours, right? Like it's not wildly far. No, no, no. I was saying like, is there any point in the movie that they timestamp the beginning? Like Race Wars is in three weeks. No, like we gotta they, be ready. That's what I was looking for. This is a separate question that I have. Do they ever explain? They don't properly even introduce Race Wars. They just mention it, and then all of a sudden it's a thing we're supposed to know about and understand. Or am I missing that every time? They just, they're they always, like, prepping for Race Wars. Like, it's like this, like, impending thing that's down the line that is, you know, there. But they don't mention Race Wars until, like, 40 minutes into the movie. Nah, isn't, like, par- Well, I think that's, that goes back to sort of what we were saying earlier, I think, Jordan. It's just about, like... They're trying to – it's about the feeling. It's about, like, showing that these guys, this this crew, whatever, yeah, is so badass that they have, like, this – like, they have, they, have, they have things about their personality and, like, you know, side hustles that you don't even know about. Like, yeah. we, we made this whole right. thing that, like, this isn't who we are. It's just the thing that we do on our side. It's just like, oh, my God, like, these people are incredible. Right. I'm trying to – yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to, like, work out the timeline and think about, like, when they first mention Race Wars – is it really that late? Jordan might be right. Well, because I don't, because I think you know we don't know that Brian's a cop to like thirty-five minutes in. Yeah, yeah like there's a lot of build-up to like yeah. For a movie that's not very long, they kind of take they they kind of spend a while getting going, which is kind of a cool thing. True. Yeah. Did you have other questions or just that? Because I don't know. I would say if I had to guess, three weeks to a month. Okay. Okay, so at least. I would say like the shortest amount of time is like ten to fourteen days. That yeah, that sounds about right. And I think too. longest is maybe like six weeks ish. Because we see Brian go back to the cop to like to see Markham at least twice, and like if you're undercover, kind of, you're not gonna check in with your boss every day. So it like I would assume like maybe a week in between that he checks in. So that's at least a week. What, Jordan, do you have a sense? I mean, you asked the question, but do you have a sense of how long it took? No, because there's things that happen that seem like they would take months to happen, and there's things that happen that indicate that this is a very short amount of time, which is why I asked. What are, like, the month-long things well, that you're like, thinking about? The way that, the, like, the level of intensity of their relationships with each other, like, like is so fast. <laughs> Like, they don't even know each other, any of them, if we're talking about, even if we're talking about this is, like, four weeks. Like, I think the only outsider is Brian, right? You're talking about Brian and them, like, Brian and Mia, Brian and Dom. Okay. Like, I don't know. Can you imagine, like, meeting someone tomorrow and, like, getting this deep with them? I mean, I guess because he's I think the thing to keep in mind... 
Well, I think that is that, but I, you have to also keep in mind that like they're like nineteen to twenty three, and like time is compressed then in a way, right? Like yeah, sometimes your whole experience, yeah. And I I think that like the relationship between Brian and Mia could happen really really fast, right? Like super infatuation, like at the ages that they're at, that kind of makes sense. Finding a cool dude that like seemingly as an outsider could sneak into the crew as a friend with Dom pretty quick too because he like has very similar interests it wouldn't be hard to be let to imagine that Brian starts spending like pretty much every day with them really quick because as far as they know Brian is an outsider that has no other friends and so it's like oh you want to come work on this car with us and then like all of a sudden he's just here all the time yeah okay I guess that's true like granted he has ulterior motives but like if you're like oh this dude like And you'd also kind of feel bad for him, right? Like, he, like, works at the parts store, but, like, he doesn't really have any friends here. So you're like, okay, like, if you want to come help help, help us hang out and, like, fix this car up, like, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I think to to a certain extent, like, that same thing, it's like, because he doesn't know anybody, has has no hobbies, like, he's just able to spend all of his time with them, right? So. Also true. Yeah, it's not like he's like, oh, I have to go check on my mom, like Vince does. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, shit, like, that's why he was gone for six hours, like, we, he has an excuse. He's like, oh, he can just hang out all the time. Because yeah. I think there's also the the element that, like, it can't be too long. Because if it's too long, then they might actually start to suspect that he's a cop. Right. I think it has to be, like, a, yes. not enough yep. time to – I don't. you know what I mean? Like, It's also kind of wild that, like, Vince is, like, he's a cop when we know that Vince is not around as much. So, like, Vince is getting very limited experience with Brian and also has, like, a weird feeling that he might be a cop. Man, you know what that but says also, to me? That, that says that, like, if I'm having a heist team, I want Vince on my team. I didn't say it. I dropped it. I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> but I was also thinking, like, on the flip side, maybe Vince is just saying he's a cop because he's trying to get rid of him because he sees him, like, encroaching on his mans. <laughs> yeah, you know no, what I for mean? sure. His, his man and his girl. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, if I just say he's a cop long enough, maybe they'll start to believe me and they'll just be like, that douchebag might be a cop. I like that this, and, like, this episode has run long enough that Joe has talked himself out of Vince having people skills. It's just like, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's <laughs> no, just an asshole. No, 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 no. No, he's so smart that he's playing 3D chess. Oh, okay. And he's trying to convince them to think that he's a cop so that he can kick him out of the friend group and regain his place. It's like Michael Bolton in Office Space. I have goddamn people skills. No, it's not, that's not Michael <laughs> yes. Bolton. It's, it's uh Oh yeah. god, what's his name? The guy who invents the jump to jump to conclusions, Matt. I don't remember his character's name. Oh, anyway, fuck. Yeah, sure. I'll get there in 1999 on the podcast at some point. Okay. Um, okay, so here's a thing, and I think Jordan, you might have. And there's no thoughts about this. I, I don't want to build this up as a thing, but as we know, the house number in this franchise, 1327, right? Yes. Do either of you know the house number of Nancy's house in the Nightmare on Elm Street series? No fucking way. Not even no. close. 1428. Is the number in this movie a reference to that at all, or is it just like a weird kind of coincidence? No, it's a coincidence. Or like, I haven't seen... Yeah, I don't think that they're really... I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street in a long time. Is the number of the house like a big deal in the movie somehow? No, but like even in the remake, they go back to that same number. They go back to the same 1428. Why wouldn't they just make the number 1428? (laughs) I don't know. But the number in this movie is, or the number the number in Nightmare on Elm Street is because it's the actual house number of the house that they shot the exteriors at. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a reason for that. They okay. could just choose any number here, unless it's also... But, Joe, you looked up the address. The, the house number is not 1327 here, is it? Or is it? Oh, I don't remember. I don't think it is, though. 
I don't know if you can actually like find the house number, remember? Because everything was blurred out. 724 like... East Kensington Road. There you go. Yeah. Not 1327. Why? Oh, 1327. There's a Fast and Furious. There's a wiki page all about 1327. Former former residents, Jesse, little cross next to his name. Vince, little cross next to his name. That's sad. Oh, damn. But they never lived there. They just, like, hung out there. This says former residents, Dom, Mia, Leon, Jesse, Vince, Letty, Ortiz. Oh, Dom, Mia, Leon, Jesse, Vince, Letty, Jack, Brian. Noted owners, Dominic, Mia. Films, one, think, four, six, seven, nine. Do you think nine. the rest of them lived there, though? I don't know. I think Mia, definitely. Dom, Brian, Letty, pro- I mean, sorry, not Brian, uh, Dom, Mia, Letty, and Dom, for sure. The original Furious 7 script featured Dom saying he didn't want to rebuild the house as it was time to move on. Yeah, that wouldn't work. The real house still exists and subdivided into th- or divided into three sub-houses. They were raised there by their parents and remained their family's residence well into adulthood living together. Yeah, I don't know. Jordan, any other thoughts about this movie? Mm, no. I love... Uh, Vince's mesh shirt over his shirt every time. That's my one thing that I love <laughs> yes. about Vince. If you told me he was going to definitely wear that outfit to the heist, I would be like, mm, okay, one point for Vince. Like, there's so many layers. I mean, literally, there's so many layers. <laughs> Two of them. Yeah. Um, but also, like, when you wear a mesh shirt over a shirt and they're both the same, like, you have to put on a tank top twice. And I just, like, this is <laughs> even... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I remember wearing two shirts a lot. Were they like, were they exactly the same shirt though, except one had holes in it over the other one? No, that was never a fishnet tank top over a regular tank top <laughs> that was like also designed. It was never that. But like I definitely remember wearing like like an undershirt and a shirt and I feel like that's not as common as it was at the time. Yeah, that does also feel true. But I, it was it was definitely not this. This this was a fashion choice. This wasn't just like I wore an undershirt and then a shirt. I had to pause and go back and like watch Letty's outfit twice. Like the first time we meet Letty, like foot up, yes. like boot up. Yeah, that's a great shot. Those I love that shot too. Boots, her sunglasses, just wow. It also feels like very. This is a very specific moment in time for fashion, but it also feels very unletty that outfit. Really? Yeah. To me it feels like most letty. Really? Like, <laughs> like 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 outwardly it feels most letty. I just like to me it seems like later later and like the letty that I know and love like doesn't really give a shit about clothes or like wouldn't really give a shit about clothes and like those clothes are like some very specific choices. Yeah, it's not as tactical as she becomes, right? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. All right, you want to play this Ain't No 10 Second Race, a.k.a. Boy Do We Have a Podcast for You? Yeah. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, Jordan, this is where we go on Twitter.com, a.k.a. The Bird app, and find anyone who should be listening to this the podcast that is not listening to the podcast. Yeah. And we tell them to listen to the podcast. So, before we do this week's tweets, I'm going to review last episode. Joe, we had Julian Lytle on to talk about yes. F9. So last episode, Joe, I found Grant Grimmy or oh boy, us, US, MJ, I don't know, maybe it's who knows, a rose at Grimmy Racks on Twitter responding to 
discussing film, because discussing film said Daniela Melchior is in talks to star in Fast and Furious 10, and then Grimmy Rack said, me, colon, quote, no more, this has to end, I'm done with Fast and Furious. Quote, Danielle Melchior is in Sar- the talks to star in Fast and Furious 10. Me in line at the theaters, and then a gif of Dom outside the uh, oil tankers, oil, you know, rigs at the beginning of the funeral. So, we said, that was a long way to say they were excited about Danielle Melchior. Blah, blah, blah. I responded, there's always room for you to come back to the hashtag family. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Absolutely not. There was so much, so much buildup on that tweet, and I still got no points. So, of course not. Zero, zero, zero. Joe, you found Akko at Akko also responding to a tweet about Vin Diesel and the last witch hunter and men of action. And Akko said, I'm a big Fast and Furious fan. Anything that has Vin Diesel and Fast and Furious count me in. Hashtag men of action. We said you should be a man of action. And listen to our podcast. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. We love Vin Diesel and FNF. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then Julian found Taurus Phenom at Gypsy Danger Mel's, who said, love that they poked fun at themselves the whole movie, LOL. Hashtag F9. We said, we also love how, how they poke fun at themselves. It's what makes it such a fun franchise. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. And of course not. Jordan, nothing has changed since you first played this game. <laughs> if you played this back then, it should be the easiest slam dunk in the world. We're tweeting at people who are tweeting about these movies and be like, hey, we have a thing that we care a lot about that you care a lot about too. And they're like, nope, not even going to acknowledge your existence. So if you don't get points, it's fine. But did you find a tweet that we can respond to from our account? I have chosen a tweet. All right. Do you want to send it to me on Facebook or where you want to put it? I'll send it to you on Facebook. And I got Joe's too. Okay. <laughs> Joe continuing his uh, PR stunt. You'll see that in a little bit. But okay. Jordan, please Go hit ahead. us. Hit us with yours. Um, this tweet says, "I can't wait to shock my grandkids when." They go to see Fast and Furious 43 that this thing all started with a race car gang that owned a failing restaurant. (laughs) Failing restaurant's a great way to put it. That's awesome. Yes. I really enjoyed that. That's why I chose it. So this is from the account Strip Clubs Are Sad Discos. So, Jordan, what do you want to say to strip clubs over here? How should we respond to this? Um, hmm. I don't know. What should we you you choose? What do we say to them? Joe's better at this than I am yeah, in I coming up with them. That I think they're good, but like the the thing to keep in mind is that Joe is also really bad at this because like nobody responds. Like okay. I'm also really bad at it too. So like there's no wrong answers here because everything's a wrong answer. It's like, hey, we should all go give Toretto's Cafe five stars <laughs> on Yelp. Hope COVID didn't kill it. Boy, do we have a podcast. For That's you. it. Use that. You did it. You like yeah. that one? Hey, we should give Toretto's Cafe Pfizer's and Yelp hope COVID didn't kill it. Okay, I love that. It makes absolutely no sense, but maybe that's the, maybe right? that's the trick. Can you also hashtag it, nobody likes the tuna? Uh, I already tweeted it. Uh, anyway. well, it would have been good. Plus, though. that's the, that's the, yeah. Joe, what was your tweet? Please hit us with yours. I found a perfect tweet. It's from Taylor Martens at JTMartens28. He says... Vince has the best character arcs in the Fast and the Furious franchise for someone who is in only two movies. And I would like to respond, we unanimously agree (laughs) that if we were starting a heist team, Vince would be our first choice. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. You can't speak for me. I just did. 
I'm putting asterisk after unanimously and first choice, and not and not putting a footer. Very, very well played. I like that. Touché. We unanimously, star agree that if we were starting this team, Vince would be our first choice. Star, void of a podcast for you. No footnote. Perfect. Did you cite your sources? No, not really. Just it's self-explanatory. Just listen to the first half of this. Exactly. So I'm going. There's a couple different options here. And I went with a very specific, I think I'm going to go with this one, because I think this could be kind of cool, because I've seen their videos online. But I searched for Fast and Furious Heist. And so I found two that I'm not going to do, but I want to read them. So I found from Lysistrata Lux, who said, and this is a tweet, this is someone after your own heart, Joe, I think. Okay. Early 2000s heist movies are like a god-tier genre. We've got Tomb Raider, Italian Job, National Treasure, Fast and Furious, Oceans, what else? They know what's up. Oh, yeah, they definitely know what's up. I like it. This is also a funny one, I think. Andrew Roses says, next Fast and Furious movie is an hour of the whole gang, or the whole crew, getting geared up to pull off a daring heist, and then just right-clicking and saving an NFT, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> I'm going to retweet that one. I do like one. that one a lot. That's a good one. But the one I'm going to go with, and I don't know if you've seen did you, these. Did I ever tell you that story, though? That's, I saw somebody, and they were like, bruh, like, like, literally on my Facebook. Somebody I know, like, finally got my, like, what, Twisted Ape, or is that what they're called? Board Ape. I finally got my bored ape. Like, it's so sick. And they made it their Abby. And then somebody goes, great, I have the same one. And it was like they had already changed their their Facebook profile picture to the same picture just to comment. Like, it was so amazing. That's really funny. I really, really enjoyed it. It's like, wow, we got the same one. Okay. Uh, there's also a tweet from Eldon Ravi at Ravi who says Fast and Furious movies before heist movies with cool car chases and Fast and Furious movies now and it's basically like a 43 second racer trash video that's like like all chopped and screwed and just like crazy colors and just like it makes absolutely no sense which I think is kind of funny but the one I'm going with is from two minutes to late night at 2M to LN and I don't know if you guys have seen these videos but they sound familiar they're like these like heavy metal covers that they're on YouTube. It's this heavy metal talk show created by these guys, Jordan Olds and Drew Kaufman, and they're just, like, they're really cool aesthetic, and, like, I just have come across these because, like, they're the kind of things that, Jordan, when I see them, I send them the pace, and I'm just like, this mm-hmm. is, these are things that, like, he would love, and he's already, like, it's that kind of aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. So two minutes later, it says, honestly, my only film industry goal is to try and direct a Fast and Furious movie where they go back in time and plan a horseback heist to steal shit from King Philip IV or something, which okay. we would watch the shit out of that, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Perfect. I'm saying we watch the hell out of that movie over and over and over again. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Should have said, as long as Vince is on the team. <laughs> and then they respond to their own tweet saying, I don't need a Knights Templar. I got a family, which is just <laughs> very good. Perfect. Yeah. Now, Jordan, we have one other game we could play if you want to play one other game. Or if not, that's also okay, too. Mm, is it a long game or a short game? It's a car guessing game. Oh, I've done this before. I'm terrible at this game. Go ahead. <laughs> You want, to do, you want to do it then? Yeah, I don't know anything about cars. Dude, what? My car. What? Your car, dude. So we've not played this in a while, but this is where listeners send in pictures of cars that we try to get Joe to guess. So do you want to help guess clues or do you want to help give help me give clues to Joe? I want to give clues because I don't know anything about okay. cars. So this is the first one from Jerry. Jerry, I'm skipping over. There's He sent a few on the same day, but he's doing one. This is a new form. This is from July. We have not played this in a while. New format for car picks and official car pick. He says, hey, guys, here's what I'm thinking of doing a format. When I send car picks, it'll go hopefully go like this. Hopefully you like it. The car full name, years of productivity, location of origin, manufacturer, 
fun fact, and car pick. And then just at the bottom of everyone, he just says, it's a beautiful machine. So, Perfect. Joe, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying to you here is that this car, it's a beautiful machine. I know exactly what it is. Keep going. I like that Jerry is basically using the uh, drive like the wind blows, but beautiful machine. <laughs> I agree. I really do agree. It's wonderful. I like it a lot. Yeah. So, Joe, Joe, this is a British car. Okay. It is silver. Okay. It's from the early 90s. Okay. The fun fact, which is actually a really fun fact, Princess Diana opened the factory and this car in October 91. Oh. So, Jordan, how would you describe this car? Open this factory. Open the factory. That's what, jo- that's what Jerry says. Is it a McLaren, then, if it opened nope. in 91? Nope. Was it like a okay? Did the did the, the company exist before this factory yes. opened? Yes. Okay, that helps. Thank you. I just know so little about cars. I don't even know what clue to get. Just describe it. What's I mean, it, look it looks like? like? Tell a me. Spaceship. <laughs> looks like a spaceship. Is it kind of roundy? Then I'm it's, guessing it's very long it's, and very flat. It looks like it got flattened. It looks like some a monster stepped on it a little bit. It got smushed. Okay. And I also think the fact that it's silver helps play up the the spaceship part of it all. Yeah, okay. but like the butt really looks like a spaceship a little bit. Mm, it's hard to see. Mm. Okay. I can't tell where there's a butt and where there's the wall. I think it, I think it does kind of look like a butt though. Uh, cream interior, silver outside. So the the headlights uh, go Round? full. No, they're they're probably oblong. The coverings are oblong, Oval? but they close. Okay. Yeah, like you can't see when the headlights are off. You can't see them at all. What does that mean? Like they're like inside the car. And then they, op- they, like they look like they up? would open up. Yes, yeah. I would imagine so. I would imagine they're a flip up. Okay, okay. Two-door car. It is a sporty car. I don't know if I would call this a sports car. It is It is a two-seat sports car. Is it, a, is it a factory? Like, is it a company that I've heard of? Absolutely. And it was created in collaboration with a specialist automotive and race engineering company, which is a name that I don't know, but I would imagine that you probably have. Hmm. And Jordan, that's what he Jaguar? puts in parentheses. It is a Jaguar. Okay, because the cream interior with the silver thing, that's kind of goofy. Oh, so what you're saying is that color actually does help sometimes, so it actually is a good clue. (laughs) Jaguar does like to do this goofy. Joe, you're never allowed to to mock me for my colors again, because apparently (laughs) color sometimes helps. Sorry, it's the first thing I thought of when I heard cream interior. They like, I don't know, they like cream interiors with goofy color cars. Okay, so Jaguar, is it an XJR? Close, very, very close. XJS. Oh, no, you got the first two, and then there's some numbers. And I don't so know what the numbers actually XJ... refer to. So <clears throat> it must be like some racing. There was a video. Oh, so here's here's a fun thing. What? There was a pseudo 3D racing game released by Core Design for the Amiga in 1992 and Mega CD in 1993 with this car's name. Oh, that's weird. But I do, I do like that fact. That's pretty cool. Remember, what, what did we talk about? That there was like Toyota Racing Simulator or something that came with Xbox. Weren't we talking about this? Probably. I don't remember. I, everything goes in one ear and out the other on this podcast for me. No, but there was like, but there was like one like real, or maybe Wes was telling us about it, that there was this like Toyota something driving game, and it was just like you could just drive this one Toyota. <laughs> Well, oh, there was oh oh, there was Toyota Yaris on Xbox. Yes, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. meant. That's you what would I was just like, drive a Yaris, Yaris, and that was the game. Yeah, it was. It, <laughs> it was, was kind of like it was kind of like an arcadey, like kind of like a Mario Kart, but like kind of like a Hot Wheels track. But you were only a Yaris, and they gave, they gave the game away for free, and it was terrible. 
Yes, that's okay. That's so it was you. Garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I was. I can't figure out why the number is number this, but they did want to hit this as a top speed. They could not hit it. They came close, but it's the XJ two twenty. Oh, it got okay. up to 213 Semi- miles an hour, but they tried to hit 220 for promotional reasons, and they just couldn't get there. Let me see. I yeah. want to see pictures Here's of the exterior and the interior. It's a two-seat sports car produced by British luxury car manufacturer Jaguar, Jaguar, from 92-94, in collaboration with Tom Walkinshaw Racing, a motor racing team and engineering firm founded in 76 in Kidlington near Oxford by touring car racer Tom Walkinshaw who passed away in 2010. He was a driver from Scotland, the founder of the racing team, TWR. He was also a professional rugby union, owner of Gloucester Rugby, and a chairman of the team owners organization for the Aviva Premiership, which was a rugby premiership, a rugby union competition. This guy is a rugby guy, a car guy. Pretty cool. Pretty cool guy. And this is a really cool car. Um, I feel in my soul that I've seen one of these in person before. And I don't know why or where. But I feel like I have seen one. I need to think about where I've seen it before. But it's, yeah, this is a really cool one. Kind of looks like... Um, it kind of looks like a spaceship, right? Kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got some spaceshipy stuff going on there. I, I can I could see it. It's roundy. Headlights. Yeah, pop up. But they're also like oblong and like a weird like guitar pick shape. Yep. This is really cool. Jordan, I have one more important question for you about this car. Would you say that this is a beautiful machine? Sure. Why not? Cool. I mean, no, that's Perfect. never something I would say about anything, but like, sure, why not? Cool. That's all I need to know. Perfect. But Jordan, thank you so much for coming back and joining us once yes, again. Thank yeah, you. thanks for having me. Is there anything that you're doing that you want plugged? People can find you on the internet, handstand videos on Instagram, or do you want to remain a mystery to our listeners, which is also okay? No, I don't do any podcast things anymore, but if you want to see me do circus things, I'm on Instagram Ooh. at Jordo PC. It's a fun time over there on my Instagram. Yeah, very cool. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Well, thank you once again for joining us for kicking off lap 11, the heist lap. And remember, patrons, I don't know if we're going to do pick a team at the end. I don't know if we're each doing a thing. Maybe I'll do this first one. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. Uh, we'll figure it out. I don't know. Mystery, 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 mystery. But Joe, I next like my week. my idea best. That we're drafting a whole bunch of people, and you should comment on Patreon that, like, obviously, after I picked Vince, and I agree with everything that Joe said because he made the best argument, that also you should draft a bunch of people, and then you guys can give us a hypothetical heist, and we could draft, like, pull one out of a hat and draft our team to complete your heist. We'll have to figure it out. We we can have some fun with this. I don't know exactly what we're doing, but we're gonna get we're gonna get more involved in the Patreon give people a reason other than just like bonus episodes every month and early access and all the fun stuff, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. give people a reason to be over there, get some voting in there, all that fun stuff. But Joe, next week, next episode, our first pit stop of the lap, say of the year, but it's April. So we've done a bunch. Okay. But the first pit stop of the lap, we are doing 1995's Heat with Pacino and De Niro. And also we are watching in case people want to watch too, it's available on the Internet Archive and also maybe their Vimeo. I'm not sure. But we're doing Racer Trash's Heat Wave, which is their take oh, on fun. the movie Heat. So yeah, very cool. The first uh, – I don't know if we're going to have more than one Racer Trash. We covered Racer Trash last summer with fan favorite Gareth Smith on the Speed Vapor. But Racer Trash's Heat Wave and Heat, more importantly, Heat, coming at you next week. 
But for all things Too Fast Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page where you can get involved at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at TooFastTooForever.shop. And come back next time for the aforementioned Heat Wave and Heat. Heat and Heat Wave. That's the more important. That's the better way to say it. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And that was Jordan Poland Clark. And we'll tell you all about it. And we see you again.